everybody hey welcome welcome i say welcome to the best show my name's tom i welcome you to tonight's program not sure why there's some oh that's what it is Ugh. That joined together bleeding through. I didn't know why. What's that? Oh, I know. I, I knew. I know that. I just didn't know why it was coming on to the radio program. Jason uh, Dudio. You know him as Dudio. He was saying... Uh, he was trying to impress Mike with this band, The Who, that he just got turned on to. And he was trying to tell Mike, and Mike was being polite, and Mike was going, oh wow, this is good, yeah, I'll check this out. A weird detente between Dudio and AP Mike. Usually Mike would turn the screws to him, look, enough of these, I don't want to talk about this. I want to talk about the best show, let's get to it. 201-332-3484. we got a great show for you tonight, the topic tonight, bad advice, what's the bad advice You've been given that you either did, you followed through and paid the price, or you spotted it from a mile away and you knew not to take it. That's what we're going to talk about amongst other things, but the thing we have to do to get it going is get it going. So let's get this going. It's the best show. My name's Tom. I'm here generally every Tuesday doing the show, but now it's time for the show to begin. So here we go. It's the best show. Jersey, back again. 
everybody. Welcome to the best show. What's going on? My name's Tom, the host of the best show. Here on a chilly January 2018. We move through the month. We do what we do. It's cold. So we warm it up inside, right? Not unlike the, the great uh, band Criss Cross when they, they knew how to warm it up, remember? Warm it up, Chris. I'm about to. Warm it up, Chris. Because that's what I was born to do. The the two uh, kids who wore the backwards clothes. So we warm it up to the phone number 201-332-3484. Oh, we just heard from Royal Trucks from uh, their great collection, Singles Live Unreleased. It was a single, Steal Your Face. The greatest image in all of rock iconography, right? Uh, I guess you have uh, Eddie from uh, Iron Maiden. He don't hold a candle to that skull. Man, I tell you, you hear the music that comes out of the Grateful Dead and you see that skull, you'd think it was going to be the coolest band you ever heard. If I showed you that skull, it's like, wait till you hear this band. Then you hear it, you're like, what? I think you would have seen it. The, the, it's like the stuff that a farmer's tractor is stuck in the mud. It's what, what it should be. Not, a, not that cool skull. Everybody's here tonight. Full house. AP Mike. How are you, Mike? It's good. You fired up? Pat Byrne. You here? Nidudio on hand, okay? Great stuff all around. Our friend Roxy's also in studio. And I tell you right now, I tell you right now, Royal Trucks playing New York Friday and Saturday. You know the good stuff. You, you, you go listen. You go see it. Legends. When legends perform, you you pay your respect to the legends. It's legends. Straight up legends. And they're back. You're lucky they're back. I'm lucky they're back. Show some respect to Royal Trucks. Rockin' New York City. Friday and Saturday. Can't wait. Everybody listening to the Friends podcast, Meet My Friends of Friends, spin-off show from this show. And you can kill you can kill the heat now, if you don't mind. If you don't mind. I feel like I'm doing uh, a hot yoga in here now. 
this place that goes from from uh, I think I'm uh, sitting on an ice floe to uh, um, I feel like I'm uh, getting boiled in a lobster pot. No middle ground here. No middle ground. What was I saying, Mike? Oh, the meet my friends of friends. It's friends recap podcast. It's funny. It's funny. It's not just a friends recap. What do you think? That's what I'm going to do? No. This thing's going to ma- make history. You can listen to it. It's it's up for free now. Every episode goes up pretty much every day. Get it over at thebestshow.net. But after a point, they go behind the paywall. Not the pay, it's not a paywall. It's a Patreon subscription thing. So when they come out at a point, they're going to go up at Patreon first and you got to be a subscriber to hear it. You got to subscribe and sponsor, back the best show over at patreon.com slash the best show. And then they'll come out for the general public. But they'll be exclusive to Patreon for a couple weeks first. So sign up, support the best show. That's how we stay on the air, by the way. That's how we stay on the air. It's at Patreon. Patreon.com slash the best show. We ain't got no ads. Got none of that, none of that, uh, noise. Just the good stuff. Keep it pure. Keep it pure. Who's good here, Mike? Three. Best show, hi. Oh, hi. Sorry, I had to turn my sound off. No, that's quite all right. To whom am I speaking? Uh, This is Mary from Lansdale, PA. Mary from Lansdale, PA. What's going on in Lansdale tonight? Uh, Not a whole lot. Just waiting for it to start to snow. How much snow is supposed to come down now? Um, well, around here, maybe two inches. Yeah. We're kind of on the cusp between two and three. Yeah. I can't imagine there'd be a lot of snow. Hey, Pat, how much snow are we supposed to get? Okay. Yeah. Stop. Like... Not a lot. Studio said three feet. <laughs> this guy, studios tell me. I checked my my website. My website. Oh, a rickety weather website. This guy was going on. <laughs> weather boy. He told me last week. Look out! Here comes the snowstorm. Wow, weather boy got it wrong. Weather boy. Sorry, weather boy. You ate it last week. So three feet. Did weather boy say three feet? No, okay. See, now I don't know what I'm which way it's going. Oh, check, check weather boy. See what weather. <laughs> Hi, it's me, weather boy. Yeah, here's my weather report. Let me just put Channel 7 on and see what they say. Oh, Sam Champion said we're looking at between 1 and 3 inches. So weather boy declares we're looking at between 1 and 4 inches. <laughs> weather boy has spoken. I mean, you gotta trust somebody named Weather Boy. Yes. His name's Weather Boy. 
Hi, it's me. So tell me, what you're getting ready for the snow there in Pennsylvania. Yes. So what's going on? What else? Did we talk well, last week? Yes, actually. Yes. you. I was the one who uh, was worried that my husband would trick me into liking prog rock. Yeah, I told you to listen to two songs. Yes, did and you, I did. Did you listen to them? What did you think? Uh, you know what? Here's the thing. I went in it, like, really skeptical. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really like uh, the King Crimson song. Mm. It's one of the best songs it, ever. It was it was great. I, I was really surprised because you know I'm thinking oh well has, and like it just it starts like this is gonna I don't know if this sounds really dumb but I mean for me it sounded like a mashup of like jazz and Black Sabbath. Yeah, that look whatever, however it makes sense for you makes sense. That song when and it re- goes boom 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 Bung, 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 bung. And then suddenly it's like, so that's they're laying the bass down. Suddenly here comes Robert Fripp. He's playing so subtle. Then suddenly it's like, here comes Bruford. Boom. He's click. Boom. Click. And you turn around. Next thing you know, you're in the middle of it. It's like, right? Yes, you exactly. lost your you lost was, your marbles, didn't you? I was I was shocked. I was like, "Whoa, this is actually this is really cool." Yeah. yeah. So you should. I would say the next thing, if you want to check more out, you should listen to that album that that song is on. It's called Red. Okay. That might be the next step for that if you're interested. I, I actually am. I, re- I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And what was the other yeah. song I had recommended? Um, was uh, yours is no disgrace by Yes. That's right. Where you at and on that? Where'd you end up on that? My husband actually... Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, you're talking. Oh, uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, so it turns out my my husband actually has that album. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, uh, I, I listened to the first track. Yes, I'm going to have to take a little more time getting okay. into... Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, take a, take a pass on it. When you get to it, when it makes sense, it makes sense. If it never does, so be it. Fair enough. You know what the next song I think you should listen to is? What's that? It's a song by Genesis. It's called Watcher of the Skies. Watcher of the Skies. Is this when uh, uh, Peter Gabriel was in Genesis? It is. So picture a guy dressed like a dandelion singing it. (laughs) That sounds amazing. Picture Um, a young Peter Gabriel, super handsome Young Peter Gabriel dressed like a a a a a a, 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 a thing of grapes, like he's doing a Fruit <laughs> of the Loom commercial. Wow, right? he's dressed like those Fruit of the Loom. Did did the Fruit of the Loom guys steal that from Genesis, or did Genesis steal that from the Fruit of the Loom commercials? Mike, 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 saying that the Fruit of the Loom guys stole that from Genesis, uh, dressing like fruit. I don't know. I think the Fruit of the Loom guys go back to the 60s. Yeah, well, Mike, Peter Gabriel, young Peter Gabriel might have been watching a Fruit of the Loom commercial and was like, Oi, I think I'm going to dress up there like I'll dress up <laughs> like a bunch of grapes when I'm on stage at my band. <laughs> oh, I, want the, I hope that's true. Wow. I'm glad you liked the, the King Crimson song. I'm glad you liked it. I did. 
Yeah, it was great. I am going to uh, seek out that whole record. It's one of my favorite songs ever. That song. Uh, Am I wrong, or has it been used somewhere in, like, the sound collage? No, I never used that in the sound collage, but I've used other King Crimson things in the sound collage. Okay, because it felt like something I would have heard, like, somewhere floating in the background, but... there's a fair amount of... There's some prog floating through the sound collage. Okay. When, when they show up. Well, look, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. And thank I'm glad you like this stuff that, that warms my heart on this cold January evening. And you stay safe in the snow. Awesome. Thank you. You too. Right. Bye. Bye. And everybody, you got to really, I'm telling you this. APMike.bandcamp.com, my friends. It's where Mike sells his merch. I saw this thing that, uh, that the, the skywriter wrote apmike.bandcamp.com over the Jersey shore, but Mike had, uh, Mike did it in, in winter because it was cheaper. But the thing is, nobody's on the beach. Mike's like, yeah, they can fly with the, the banner on the plane. It was half price. Yeah, when did you have him do it? The week after Christmas and before New Year's. It's four degrees out. How much would it cost to hire one of those things for when the summer? Just picture people are on the beach in the Jersey Shore, right? Plane flies over. Listen to the best show, right? Wouldn't that be the greatest thing? Cause that's what happens on the Jersey Shore. They have these, these, uh, these planes fly, uh, over, not over the beach, like over the ocean a little bit, but they have these, tr- these long streaming banners that they change the writing on of different advertisements. If we had a best show ad on the beach, man, that'd be something, right? You have these. Yeah, don't, yeah. Yeah, Mike, we might, we might tread lightly on this one. You go to talk to one of those things at $40,000. I'll go buy the plane. It'd be cheaper to buy a plane. I'll get AP Mike up in a plane. Yeah, Jersey Mike's Mike. There's 40,000 of those all over the place. There's not some local sub thing, Jersey Mike's. Those are coast to coast. Jersey Mike's. Bringing that special wet kind of sub to the rest of America. People are like, well, the subs I eat and the sandwiches I eat are generally so the bread isn't soaked with oil and vinegar to where it falls apart one third of the way through me eating my sandwich. Well, then you need to try the Jersey Mike's experience. Wouldn't you like it? It's a fun little thing. You go to Jersey Mike's and your your hand smells like the sandwich all day long. It's like a little bonus. You get a good memory of the sandwich, right? A little little remembrance. Everything you touch will smell like a sub for the next for the next sixteen hours. Everything you touch smells like oil and vinegar and lunch meat. <laughs> it's that's the Jersey Mike's difference. These other places, why go to another sub shop where your hand doesn't smell like lunch meat for a day? Jersey Mike's, you eat your sandwich 
And then you remember what you ate for the next day and a half as your hand smells like oil and vinegar and tuna fish. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new office hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. I'm ignoring you, Mike, on that. Save that for your show. Best show, hi. Hey. Hey. What's going on? I'm just doing a show. What are you doing? I'm at work. I actually can barely listen to the show. You're at work. Where do you work? Working in a grocery store. Okay. Well, what uh, what department? What department? Not the department. Not the department. I just do all sorts of stuff. It's a small, like, bodega-like place. You go wherever they tell you. I go wherever they tell me. You unpack the boxes? Occasionally. Are you one of those guys at the end of the night in the grocery store who wheel the things and and may where you can't even shop in the store because the crew's unloading boxes everywhere? Yeah, no, I, I stock stuff. I uh, check people out. I uh, sell uh, booze. Sure. Like I said, it's like a little bodega. And where where are you? Where in the country are you, my friend? Iowa City, Iowa. Iowa City, Iowa. Nice out there? No, no, it's miserably cold tonight. It is? But don't worry, who's the band from there? Slipknot? Uh, Slipknot's from Des Moines, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, they're terrible. Is there a statue of all the members of Slipknot anywhere? Oh, I wish. Commemorating them, the Iowa Walk of Fame. You'd have to have that and Captain Kirk, and uh, Woodrow Wilson. I think that's about it for that's Iowa. It. Though that covers Iowa, Woodrow yeah, Wilson, no, and Slipknot, and Captain Kirk, and Cap- Captain. What do you mean, William Iowa. Shatner? No, William Shatner is Canadian. Okay, yeah, Captain that's Kirk's right. Because so, so the. So the fictional character. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to go back to it just being Woodrow Wilson and because it's a fictional <laughs> character. It's not real. Uh, that's fair. So you got the nine members of Slipknot and Woodrow Wilson. Yes. What do you got playing in the background? What do you got? What are you listening to there? I've got a, yeah, I've got the terrible, uh, you know, canned music that they play in the grocery store. Yeah. Can you say something over? Away from can it. you say something over the PA and I can hear it in the store? Absolutely. Can you say? Uh, can you? What's like an innocuous thing that's like a best show reference you can make over the PA? Say, can you say something um, like oh, we have a call for AP Mike? Can you say that over the thing like uh, AP Mike? Uh, there's a phone call. Yeah, I can probably manage that. And can we hear it? Hold on, just a second. We got a call for AP Mike. AP Mike to the front. No, this is not real. 
You said it's a bodega. Did you not hear that? It's a bodega, though. You don't have a PA system, do you? Wait, wait, but we've got two buildings, so you've got to be able to talk between the buildings. So that we've got guys that are dedicated, dedicated to selling beer, and dedicated to selling wine, we have to be able to talk to them. So that went we into the other building. That went into the other building. They might be. That's where all the offices are. All right. Well, that's a thrill. Um, and I'll say this: anybody who works in a grocery store or any any place that has like a, a, a an announcing system. If you want to, if you can call up and do the announcements over it, start me- like like we can hear it on the show. Call up. I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear it. So, <laughs> what can I do for you, my friend? Well, you got you, you want stories about bad advice? That's right. That's what we're talking about tonight. Bad advice. I, bad advice. I have a, you got? a story filled with bad advice for you. Well, let's hear it. And what's your well, name, by the way? What's your name? My name is Luther. Luther. Thanks, yeah. Thanks for calling, Luther. Of course. Let's hear. So this story. all starts long ago when I was like thirteen or fourteen years old. Okay. And I knew a guy who worked at a record store, and he thought he had an idea of what sort of stuff I would like. And so uh, he recommended uh, Modern Lovers. Okay. The Berserkly record. Yes. One of the one of the. F- 30, 30 best I'm getting a little bit of reverb. I'm getting a few minutes ago, the best show. Eh, don't worry. Right now. Just tell the story. I'll, I'll, I'll keep quiet. You just tell your story. All right. So I get really into the Modern Lovers. They're fantastic. Yeah. Fast forward. I'm in college. I'm 21. And Jonathan Richmond is coming to Iowa City, Iowa, to play at a bar called Gabe's. Okay. And I'm absolutely thrilled. So I show up at the bar for a 9 o'clock door, probably at 6.30. And having nothing else to do, Yeah. I start drinking. Okay. And so I'm getting drunk with the bar flies down at the bar, like you find at 6, 6.30 on a Wednesday afternoon. And sure enough, Jonathan Richmond just walks through the bar. Mm-hmm. And I freak out because it's Jonathan Richmond. He's even wearing a little pirate shit shirt, the entire thing. So I start talking about how excited I am, how thrilled I am to be seeing Jonathan Richmond. Sure. And then the guy next to me says, well, you should go and talk to him. So that's the bad advice, right? That's right. That's bad advice number one. That's the that's the bad advice number one. Never meet your heroes is a big thing. How about this though? Never meet your heroes drunk. Yeah, actually, yeah. That's that's probably a little bit more specific. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know how good I would have been sober. Well, let's just say, tread lightly when you meet your heroes. Never meet your heroes drunk. That is an excellent moral. So anyway, I head upstairs to where he's going to be playing, talk to the, one of the guys behind the bar, just like, can I talk to Jonathan for a second? And they're like, sure. And they're like, you know, Jonathan, this guy wants to talk to you for a second. So I walk across this empty, you know, bar floor where 
everyone's going to be standing watching the show, and Jonathan comes down off the stage and comes towards, comes towards me. And I introduce myself, and it just, it all spills out. You know what I mean? You just start telling them about how important the record is and you have the music and you love it. But I'm guessing you talked about the, the modern lovers a little too much. And he doesn't want to hear about that. He wants you to talk about his nursery rhyme records. I, you know what? I don't, I don't know what exactly he wanted from me. Go, go. But he, uh, he started talking. And this is where it all went wrong. Okay. So he says, you know, what did you say your name was? I said, I'm, I'm Luther. And he goes, okay, I'm Jonathan. Mm-hmm. And I say, yeah, yeah, I know that. He says, what, what do you do, Luther? And I say, I'm a student. He says, okay, I'm a musician. And I, I've just been stopped. Like, I realize I'm being an asshole for the first time. Yeah, all right, click, yeah. And I don't quite realize that he's being an asshole yet. Uh, yeah, okay, go ahead, go ahead. And he says to me, so if I understand you right, Luther, you're saying if it weren't for me, my li- your life would have been pretty terrible, huh? And I start stuttering, and I'm saying, I'm, I don't, I, 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 that's not what I mean. That's uh, yeah, you know, and just stumbling over myself. And Donald Richmond says, "I think you better think about this a little bit more. I got to go back and do my sound check." Wow. And so I'm walking away from him. I'm totally shaken. And here's the real moment. Yeah. I hear him say, oh, and Luther? And I turn around. Keep it clean for this moment, though. And he says, good luck with your life. But in a way that means... He's a total prick. Yeah. Well, my friend, I don't know what to tell you. You blew it. You went up. You we ran hot with them. You took some advice. Some, some 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 uh, rummy at the bar was like, "Yeah, go talk. Go talk to him. It's your hero. Go say hi." And you're just like, "Oh, okay. I'll go say hi." Hey, Jonathan. I just want to say hi. Oh, hi. Well, what's your name? Right. And you're just like, "My name's Luther." Well, my name's Jonathan. <laughs> Tonight, I'll be alone in my room. Right? Is that what he said to you then? I can't sleep with you again. All right. I, all right. You have a great night. The grocery store music is real loud. Night. Bad advice. You can't listen to take advice from some someone who's bombed. You should go talk to him. Go talk to him. Gives him a little sound check. Can't bother him. It's in a sound check. Right, Mike? You're you're at the you're you're at the bar, you work at H and H. When anybody's uh, when anybody's inebriated, they start giving out advice. Generally the uh, the quality of the advice gets a little gets gets lower as the, the drunker they get. But you've, have you heard bad advice? 
Good advice. To you, what are you doing working here? Well, Mike, I don't know. All right. Good old Mike. Gotta love him, right? Go to apmike.bandcamp.com. Show him some love over there. He's got his shirts. He's got his massive shirts. I'm working on a movie with Mike. It's actually, uh, we're updating, uh, Phantom Thread. It's going to be AP Mike with Mass's shirts, though. He'll be assuming the Daniel Day-Lewis role. Except he'll be designing Mass's shirts. Putting, putting people in Mass's shirts. You see it yet, Mike? Phantom Thread? I don't know if you can hang with it. No. It's great. The best. Mixed reviews. It didn't get nominated. So what? You know, Dances with Wolves got nominated for everything 25 years ago. Nominated? Who cares? Didn't get nominated. What are you, sitting at home with the, the checklist? Like the movies you like, and you're going to pull out what gets nominated? How many times Werner Herzog get nominated? Zilch, right? Yet he's your hero. You talk to a little keychain of Werner Herzog. Mike has a little picture of him. It's a, it's, it's him, uh, with the Fitzcarraldo boat. It's Werner Herzog. It's one of those keychains you shake and then like, it's like it turns into a different thing. Like where like you shake the thing and then the, the lady's pants come down or whatever. Except this, do this thing, you shake it, and the Fitzcarraldo boat smashes. Who invented those things? What if I do a thing, you shake it, and the lady's clothes come off? Yeah, I should have escorted that person to jail. Not to the not to uh, the novelty shop. Best show, hi. Hold for D. Ploppleton Esquire. Okay. Hey, Tom, it's Darren. Hey, Darren. <laughs> How's it going? You know, it's funny, I see, I, I see you at work every day, and I can't remember the last time I called the show. It's been forever. It has been a long time since you've actually been on the show as a, as a caller. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A long time. It and, has been. You know, and for people who don't know... Um, Darren is a guy, uh, Darren Ploppleton, who I've known for since the childhood. And, uh, we both worked over at Consolidated Cardboard for coming up on like 20 years at this point. Seems, seems like a lifetime, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh my God. You know? Oh. But we have fun though. We have a good time. Oh man, um, how about this? Italian Pizzeria 8 thing. It's been closed all week. Italian Pizzeria 8. Yeah. yeah. I saw they're, they're remodeling. Well, the word I heard is that they're going to install a, uh, a PA system to amplify that constant clanging of the metal spatula against the grill. 
Yes, for people who've never eaten it, I IP8 Italian Pizzeria Eight. It's um the they have like a, a like a a grill and they, I guess they're making well like cheesesteaks on it or something. Or it, it sounds like they're they're like mining for gold or something on that thing, doesn't it? Yeah, there's no <laughs> way that they could need to hit that spatula so hard. Clang, right. clang. <laughs> like if you drop this the spatula from like fifty feet up, right. it yeah. would not be as noisy as them hitting it into the into the uh, onto the grill so hard. Yeah, and it, and like you said, they're just making cheesesteaks. You know, yeah, it's not like they're steakums. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, and you know, it's not even high quality as as steakum. It's probably like yeah, some bulk. I don't know what. Yeah, yeah. Could you imagine some off-brand steakum? Yeah. Yeah. Steak like them. Steak, yeah. <laughs> Steak like them. Steak like them, yeah. yeah. Um, I gotta say, the intro to your, your call there. Yeah. Usually when you call, you do that dumb, weird robot voice that you're so. Well, I, I take offense to the word dumb. That was, uh-huh. that was my, uh, yeah, that was my signature line, you know. For those of you out there who don't remember it, it was uh, Blopdron 5000, what up, douche? Classic, yeah. right? It's class. Yeah, it's a classic. Yeah, it's a classic. Well, yeah, but, phrase. you know, I, I feel like now that's kind of beneath me, you know, now that I'm in a position of such power and significance. Oh, right? yeah, I, I, I forgot. I forgot who I'm talking to. Right? Okay, you're not just another, uh, you're not just another uh, cardboard. Johnny Punch Clock. No. I'm, I forgot that I'm talking to the the new head of European distribution over at Consolidated Cardboard. Would it kill you to call me, sir? You know, I'm not calling you, sir, Darren. Just, just once, please. No, I'm not going to do that. Um, but in, with this job, how right. uh, how does that work, you being the head of European distribution? Like, do you have to go to Europe a lot? I do, yeah. I have to go once a month, and it's so cool because I've never been before. I'm really excited, but, you know, there, there are a few things I'm kind of concerned about. You know, like, um, will they have bathrooms? Do I have to wear lederhosen or kimonos? What will I do for food? Um, is there a monetary system? Is there a monetary system? Yeah. Yes. There is, okay. Yes, yes. And you don't have to wear a kimono or lederhosen. Okay. And I, I, really, I really wouldn't worry about uh, any of that stuff, you know. Um, but I look, I got to give you credit. You're really moving through the company uh, like nobody's business. I know. It, it, it's like it's, it finally happened for me. You know, it's so exciting and. Well, you'll get to where I am someday, okay? I, I know old man Dalrymple has passed you over for several promotions lately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, uh, passed over is being nice. It's like I'm getting passed backwards, re, you know. It's like because I, I, I was the vice president of second stage corrugation, and now I'm sub-lieutenant of loading dog hosing at this point. I know. 
you know, well, if I can be brutally honest, Tom, uh-huh. can I? Sure. You didn't do yourself any favors when you emceed that awards banquet in December, okay? Oh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. How I how was I supposed to know that old man Dalrymple would react as negatively as he did to uh, the little mini roast that I did? Well, it may have been a mini roast, but it it was. I mean, that was Anthony Jeselnik level uh, trashing. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, it, it was great. It was great. And God, I'm trying to remember some of those zingers you had. Let me think here. Um, yeah. Was that first one? It was like uh, people always say that we should do a roast of all man Dalrymple, and to that I say, why bother? He's going to do plenty of roasting when he's in hell for all the horrible things he's done. Yeah, that was one. He of did not like that. No, he did not. Oh my god! And then what was what was the? There was another one. It was so good. Um, it was like um, if I had a dollar for every time someone told me that old man Dalrymple is cheap. He's an old racist, he's offensive, or he doesn't shower. I'd have about as much money as old man Dalrymple embezzled from the company pension. That was, oh, yeah, that was did, one of the... Did, did you see the steam coming from oh, under his collar? Yeah. It was oh, literal yeah. steam. Yeah. I'm getting a stomachache hearing you say these. Sorry. Oh. What was the one about the crowd? It was, um... There was a, oh, know, it was like, uh... Oh, great turnout tonight. Yes. The only time you'll see this many consolidated cardboard employees in one place with big smiles on their faces is at the funeral of old, Dan, of old man Dalrymple. Uh, Once people are sure he's actually dead. Yeah, a little, little strong, maybe. He had to be... It was like in a sitcom where someone gets up and, and, and they need to be held back by, by three people. Yeah, yeah. So funny. Yeah. It was. Um, it was not. Yeah, but enough of you know. I, I don't know one, if any, what. Also, the Facebook, Facebook one. Oh yes, it, it was. Um, now I don't want to say old man Dalrymple is old and out of touch, but he was recently talking about how he was on Facebook. And I went into his office, and he was literally jamming his face into a book while yelling, my status update is that haters are just going to hate. He didn't really react to that because he didn't know what Facebook was. No, no. That one, that one might have gone over his head a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But his 27-year-old wife, who I guess is number eight for him, right? I think so, yeah. M- Mindy? Mm-hmm. She, I guess, was really upset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she threw her her um, high heel at you. She did, yes, and she hit. She didn't just throw it; she connected. Yeah, but I thought you were great. I thought that stuff was super funny. Oh, well, I'm, I'm just sorry you, you you had to pay the look the, the price I, for it. I appreciate you saying that. Uh, I just wish that I had read that room better because right. um, I could have just gone up there and like blathered for five minutes about how great old man Dalrymple is and then I you know if I had done that I wouldn't be stuck out on the damn loading dock I know and it's, it's so cold out there Lady. You, you must just be freezing your buns off out uh-huh. there it's cold very cold now and I know the, the the main function on that loading dock the main job you guys have is hosing it down and hosing other things down is the is the hose just frozen to your hand yes. for half the day? 
we spend a good portion of the day with a different hose with hot water going through it, and we hose the hose down. You hose the hose. That makes with sense. Hot well, so water. There is a, 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 a hose that's earmarked, if you will, for, for hot water. Yes, it's a hot water hose. Wow. So, so it is earmarked for that. It's yes, it's earmarked for that. Okay, that sounds yeah. good. Wow, smart, very smart. Yeah. Well, you know, I look. I look back at that, and you know, you should just be glad you're doing what you're doing and playing it how you're playing it, and that you now have a great job, and that you didn't kind of blow it the way I did. Well, that's the thing. Um, I, I'm terrified that old man Dalrymple and his son, young man Dalrymple, they're going to fire me when they fi- find out that I played in bands. Uh-huh. Wait. Um, yeah, th- I mean, it's weird how personal they take that stuff because mm-hmm. they, uh, the family, the Dalrymple family, um, the owners of this consolidated cardboard company that i've been working at and darren's been at for you know a huge portion of both of our lives they are they are staunch eighth day pre-adventists and any and all forms of music are frowned upon i'm not sure if you heard about this this is kind of sick they went so far as to removing the voice boxes of all the wild birds within a hundred yards of the plant so they can't sing I, I thought that was a little outrageous, um, but look, I know they take it very seriously, but I, I don't think it's a big deal in terms of the bands you used to play in that, you know, you don't play in rock bands anymore, right? Oh, no, I, I'm not talking about the rock bands. I'm talking about the ska bands. The The ska bands. Yeah, Tom, um, I've got a ska past. A, you have a ska past? Yeah. I don't, I don't know anything about your ska past. Well, remember that period from 1992 to 1997 when we weren't speaking? Oh, yeah. Uh, do I? Yes, absolutely. I was so mad at you during that stretch because y- you had set fire to my... Wacky Packages collection was very valuable. Well, I told you that was an accident. Uh Uh-huh. Well, look, I I don't want to go down this road and start getting too far into this. uh, But, you know, I I just have to kind of recap this for the audience just to give some some clarity to what we're talking about. Oh, great. Here we go. Another chapter from Tom Sharpling's fake history book. My fake Break it out, I no, guess. This is not fake history. This is what happened back, it was September of 1992, and I'm having a little get-together uh, to watch the premiere of that new John Ritter sitcom, Hearts of Fire, and uh, I mean, I don't know if you remember the show, was it was about the relationship between a senator's aide and a D.C. reporter. It was a good show too. What a what a shame it only lasted what was it, like three seasons. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, and I'll tell you though, it was super cool that they got that Fugazi cameo. Um, yeah, it's still shocking, but there's still something so weird about 
that they appeared as maintenance workers and not as a, a rock band. Right. Well, I always assumed that that was because they wanted to show off their acting chops. Uh-huh. And I'll tell you, I, I was surprised at how many lines they all had. And that thing with Joe Lally dying in that flood at the end? Very weird. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but at that point in time, I don't know if anyone had died on a sitcom since Ted Knight got bludgeoned to death by that intruder on that last episode of Too Close for Comfort. Does that sound right? That might have been the last time that a a major player on a show, a sitcom... What a creepy episode that was, and and it only aired once. Yeah, that was very weird. Um, You know, you think back at it, and it's like, I guess the only thing out of that whole era that I wish... uh, yeah, you know, I, I guess I wish that spinoff Guy's Place. Had, I wish that had stuck around longer. Mm-hmm. You know, because he was actually really good as a as a tavern owner. Right, right. And um, do you remember when when the guys from Rites of Spring or Happy Go Licky would come by to visit at the bar? I did. That was super fun. They would just kind of you know they just kind of shoot the s you know about the old days at the Wilson Center and. You know, like every now and then one of them would say, what about that show that time the UK subs played and, and, uh, John Stab landed on, on my head with his boot and just kind of fun stuff like that. I don't know why it didn't appeal to more people. Yeah, I didn't think it was a narrow appeal at all. Yeah. Um, but look, let's get back to the matter at hand is, uh, what happened back that night. Um, I mean, I don't know how well you remember this, but I mean, I was, if you remember, I was doing my impressions and I just remember you being pretty like jealous that I was like killing. Well, look, hey, you know, I, I do admit you were on that night. You're, oh God, you're, you're Kramer, you're Jay Leno, you're Urkel, you're Marv Albert, you're Mr. Saturday Night. All those impressions, they were, they were solid. But don't, don't, don't discount what I was doing. My, my scent of a woman Pacino slayed, and you know it. Uh, that, it was terrible, Darren. You know that's terrible. What? That's no, a- no way, man. People were elbowing each other going, this guy is full of hits. Uh huh. <laughs> hits. But they yeah. do. No, look, they were elbowing each other. Uh, de- uh, without a doubt, people were elbowing each other and, and pointing at you, but they were not saying this guy is full of hits. What were they saying? I'm not going to finish the phrase. You can figure it out. You're both jealous and delusional. Did you ever think about that? I'm not jealous or delusional about this. You were just so mad that people were laughing at you that you got stomped into my room, you doused my wacky package collection with lighter fluid and you set it on fire. For the eight millionth time, I did not. I did not do that. Sounds like that guy with the weird long hair in that movie. The guy with the long... I did not. I did not do that. And he goes like, Oh, hi, Mel. It's Oh, yeah, that that's uh, not Mel. It's Mark. No, it's Mel. No. It's okay. Pretty sure it's Mel. Well, look, you you did not do it. It's first of all, it's not. 
again, the matter at hand, everybody heard you cackling and, and saying burn, burn, burn over and over again. And you were even doing like a movie villain hand rubbing thing. You can't prove that. Oh, I, I can, I can though. You, uh, my, my brother filmed it. He videotaped it. Lon. Look, that's neither here nor done, alright? I'll tell you, during that period where we were personas all rotten with one another, mm-hmm. that, that's when I really got into Scott. That's what I was trying to tell you. Well, that is such a strange thing that you'd get into ska during that run because you were always in so into classic rock for a whole. Yeah, year I know, year but w- when I when I heard that um, when I heard the specials for the first time, it's like I was hooked. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, look, a lot of that early ska and and uh, uh, early eighties like two tone ska's really cool stuff. Oh God, my bands were nowhere near that cool. No way. Your your bands. You were in what? What bands were you in? Are you nuts? I'm not going to tell you that. Uh-huh. Have you hold it over my head? No way. Yeah, look, I just searched. What are you over, doing? I, I just searched uh, nothing over all music. Uh, I searched your name. Nothing came up. Because I wear the name of the What's that? That's because I went under the name Ska D-Cat. Wait, say that, say that again, please. Ska D-Cat. Ska D- Oh, like Scared D-Cat? Yeah, but Ska. Yeah. Look, shut up. Uh-huh. Hold on. Oh, here we go. Oh, my God. Oh, no. How many bands were you in? Um, two? Two. No, there's there's at least 30 ska bands listed here. Oh, no. Let's, oh, let's stop talking oh, right now, okay? No, no, no. Oh, my. Please, I, I no. should go. No, this is great. Look at these names. Wow. Please don't. Scawberry Shortcake. Scat Free. Scott Free. Scott Free. Scalawful Mitt Hummus. Suiscottle Tender Scars. Scalding, scat, scat, scalding hot, scalding hot scoffy. Is that how you say that? <laughs> I'm so upset by this. I can't. It was scalding hot scoffy. Yeah. Skama Sutra, Metallica. Guess what? Guess what kind of music we played? You played ska versions of Metallica songs. Yeah. Yeah. Lake Titty Ska Ska. Mm-hmm. Chicken Tika Marsalska. Marscala. Marscala. Chicken Tika Marscala. Dred Scott decision. S K A T. Sir Walter, Sir Walter Scully, Sconectedy, Scaloshals, the Scaloshals, Butcher Scalo. Yeah. <laughs> what is Butcher Scalo? I, I ruined my life. I just feel so, so terrible about this. 
Anywho, that last one, Butcher Scalo. Yeah. We did ska versions of Loretta Lynn songs. And the, did that have a broad appeal? Not really, no. no. What's the most that Butcher Scalo ever played for audience-wise? Uh, in terms of people? Yes. Uh, I want to say we started that show with 70. Uh-huh. And how, where did it end up? Are we counting the sound then? No, we're not. Zero. Zero. Yeah. So there were more people on stage than in the audience. Yeah, there were 11 of us. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what is this? What is the squashel? Oh, the squashels? Yeah. Um, we did even more extremely scott out versions of special songs than the specials did. So you took special songs, which were ska, and turned them more ska. Even yeah, like the intent, the ska intensity level was upped. So it, it didn't even sound like ska anymore. It sounded almost like. Have you heard of this genre of metal called grind? Sure. That's what it sounded like. Wow. So it was so ska that it had nothing to do with ska. Exactly, yeah. Uh-huh. And how successful were all these bands? You told us about Butcher Scalo, mm -hmm. but the rest of the bands, like how successful were they on the whole? Um, On a scale of, I don't know, like 1 to 20? <laughs> sure, a scale of 1 to 20. Half. So one uh, half, one, one half. Yeah, but one, yes. Okay, wow. Look, in, in my defense, I was only the pick-it-up guy in some of these bands. The pick-it-up guy. Yes. In your defense. So you were the pick-it-up guy, the guy who doesn't sing the lead on the songs or play an instrument, and you're not even sure exactly why he's up on stage? Right, he's, he's almost like the vibe merchant, you know, he's... He's jumping around and he's trying to get people dancing and stuff. And and uh, I was really good at it until I, you know, I I, I got my first payday, and yeah. I realized that the picket up guy he doesn't get as as much as the other guys. So you didn't. You literally did not. You were saying pick it up, but ironically, you were picking up less money than everybody else. Oh, I wasn't picking up any money. I was literally picking up food that they dropped. So you, you were not, at the end of the show, you guys would be squaring up afterwards, and they would all have some cash. Right. And you'd be, the, the pick it up guy would be picking up what? Lunch meat? <laughs> it depends what they were serving at, at the club. Oh, they wouldn't allow me even backstage. Oh, you weren't even allowed to get like the, the deli tray. The green room stuff. No, yeah. I'm, I was picking up whatever was left on the dance floor. <laughs> like smushed onion rings. Chiclets, onion rings, um, gosh, uh, corn dogs. Sometimes there was no food at all. I'd have to eat the corn dog stick. Just the stick? Yep. I'd cook it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'd have a little lighter and like a little dish I would cook stuff in. Sure. Well, look, I'm, I'm, this is... I guess my mind is blown by this, Darren. It's I, I'm still wrapping my head around you being into ska at all, because like your, your favorite band of all time is Pink Floyd, right? But you know, like I said, when I heard that first Specials album, Coventry Lads Looking Upwards, I, I was hooked. The first Specials album is not called Coventry Lads 
looking upwards. Sure it is. No, what do you think it's, it's called? It's just called The Specials. It that's, is? That's the cover. Oh. Well, I love that second album, too. Having Pints Down at the Pub with a Young Lady. It's nothing. It's called More Specials. That's a terrible name for an album. Uh-huh. Well, it's what huh. it's called. Well, I also love that first Madness album. You know, that was huge sure. for me. The Twelve-Legged Ska Monster. It's called One Step Beyond, actually. Well, there is a song on it called that. Called what? One Step Beyond. Yes, and that's why the album is called that as well. Oh, There's okay. no song on it called Twelve-Legged Ska Monster. No, but that's what's on the cover. Yeah, okay. Um, oh, I love that third English beat album, um, Tarmac Nights. That's, no, it's Special Beat Service. Hey, Darren, do you, yeah. do you have, uh, Titlenesia also? I do, yeah. I got bitten by a silverback garden bush pig. Wait, that's how you get Titlenesia? Yeah, that's the only way you can get it. I'll tell you, man, these things, they're tiny, but they really get those little nubby, sharp teeth into your haunches. Oh, my God, and they won't let go. It hurts so bad. Really? Yeah, and that's, of course, that's the big side effect is that you end up with Titlenesia. Mm-hmm. But, but, but we're off track now. The 90s? Yeah. After you and I stopped talking... That was a really exciting time for me because I was really into ska, and there were a lot of these newer bands that had ska elements, and they were getting really successful. You know, there was like, uh, of course, um, No Doubt, and the, the album um, Blondie and the Fly Ridden Orange. Well, that's not what that record's called. That's what do you think it's called? I, I know it's called Tragic Kingdom. That doesn't sound right. Well, that... You know, that, that band Rancid, they were, they were kind of punk, but they had ska, too, and I loved their album, Bored Mohican. It's not the name of that album. It's Outcome the, and Outcome the Wolves. Mm, okay. Mighty Mighty Boston's put that great album out called, uh, Boston Police Car. Uh-huh. Nothing, it's called Question the Answers. That's stupid, it can't be called that. It is. And, anyway, but the big record for me was, was the Sublime album, Upper Back Tattoo. Um, well, that's a, just a self-titled album. Just called Sublime. Well, we can argue about, about that all night, but I, I, I won't. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I was having a tough time with my bands, because my, my bands couldn't get any traction. You know, our managers and our booking agents were just pulling choke jobs and dropping balls left and right. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, Darren? Mm-hmm. I think there might have been another reason that your your bands didn't make it. You're right, and I, I did forget to mention this. Um, my bandmates, when we get up on a big stage, if we were opening for somebody or playing a big gig, these guys would freeze up. Yeah, I don't you know, know. And I'd have to do all the work. I don't know if it's so much the managers or the booking agents or the, even the other band members. I've I've been watching some of these videos on YouTube of of your bands. While right. we're talking, and and you you guys are just you're terrible. What did I tell you? These guys didn't know how to work the big stages. Well, they get, they get really inhibited, and they and they well, wouldn't no, really I, well, okay, shine at all. Well, actually, when I say you guys, I mean you are terrible specifically. 
Me? What? Are you kidding me? I've, no, I'm not kidding at all. I don't think I've ever seen anyone ham it up as as drastically as you're doing in these things. You're flinging yourself around the stage like like you're like a ska Ed Grimley. Who? Ed Grimley. Who's that? It's a Martin Short character. The I Must Say guy? Yes, exactly. Oh, man. Yeah. That's insulting, Tom. Well, it's it's the thing you're giving off. It's the image you're giving off. What can I can I ask what you're wearing here in this thing? It's like the same outfit in every one of the bands. Well, it's a vintage suit and tie, you know, a traditional ska garb, uh, a pork pie hat, but I'm also wearing big cat ears and also a long cat tail because, you know, as we said before, I was ska de cat. Uh huh. Don't make me say it again, yeah, please. Okay. Well, I just there's another thing I'm noticing coming up again and again in these videos is you're in that thing you just described in the tail. Right. You keep like manipulating the tail, so it, I'm not even going to say what it looks like you're doing. It, it looks like I'm, I'm pleasuring myself. Yes, yeah, stop. I know it's it's. I told you I wasn't proud of it, and Tom, I, I need you to get rid of all traces of my ska past from what you're telling me that stuff is all over the light web all over no the you mean the dark web no the light web the light web is where the not that so bad stuff is housed online the light web yeah okay well look I, dark web light web i don't know what to tell you you're 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 kind of on your own on this buddy please come on i i can't chance Old and young man Dalrymple's finding out about this and then sending me to your loading dot gulag, all right? You know I can't withstand the elements due to my incredibly thin skin. And that's not just like a saying. My skin is very thin. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I got to say a uh, little bit of a heads up. Old man Dalrymple, young man Dalrymple are not the uh, the ones you really need to be worrying about. Um the grandson is the one, younger man Dalrymple. He's the one who he polices that uh, place like you'd, you'd think it was like a Russian uh, prison camp. <laughs> oh, <laughs> believe me, that clod is nothing to worry about right now. <laughs> Wait, well, what do you mean? Oh, let's just say he's indisposed. <laughs> uh huh. Well, I gotta say, I don't like this. <laughs> it's very menacing. A laugh. I don't like what. What? <laughs> I mean, how is he indisposed? I mean, I know I he hasn't been around like the last few days with that weird club slash whip that he's always brandishing uh, when he's kind of stomping through the halls. Right. Well, oh, let's just say he's around. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're being really creepy. And really weird, and it, it, I have to ask: Do you do you know where Younger Man Dalrymple is? Well, define no. Are you aware of his whereabouts? Yes. Uh huh. Okay. Well, stop playing games and doing that laugh. Where Where is he? I statued him. I'm sorry. I statued him. You st What does that mean? To st you statued him. Well, you know that statue in front of the entrance that consolidated cardboard? 
Yeah, the one of the founder of Consolidated Cardboard, uh, Giuseppe Cardboardino. What a great man he was, right? He started the company, yeah. He did. I heard that he, you know, he had that, he had that, we can say, it, it, was, it was a stereotypical Italian mustache, you know, like the, he, and he would grease it, mm-hmm. and it was like, almost like, who's the guy in Who's Could Do, Greg Norton? Yes. Wally Fingers, one of, the, one of those mustaches. Mm-hmm. I heard that the way he got the company off the ground was by, he would go to Coney Island and he would make money letting people grease his mustache and twirl the ends of it. The money for the thing. Yeah. 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 Um, I've never heard that story. Um, but let's get back to the, to the, to the statue. Okay. Yeah. What about it? Like, why did you, why did you ask me if I know where that statue is? Because younger man Dalrymple's inside of it. He's in the statue. Yeah. How did he end up in the statue? I put him in there. You put him in? I did, yeah. I came up behind him and I, I, I chloroformed him. Uh-huh. And then I sealed him up in the statue on Friday night. Uh-huh. Oh, wait, so he's alive in there? Yes, I'm not a sick murderer, you monster. You know, I, I, actually, I, uh, I'm going out there right now to put food pellets through the statue's mouth hole. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. So that's how you're feeding him while he's I am, yeah. There. All right, all right, I'm coming, you bastard. Oh, wait. What's that? Oh, no. Oh, no, the head's missing. It's, oh, it's over here on the ground. From the statue. Yeah. Where the hell did he... Oh, no! Oh, no! Oh! Young man Dalrymple, no! What is it? He's got me in a Dalrymplean standoff. He's got his whip. Please. It wasn't my idea to statue you. It was... It was Tom Sharpling's idea. It was not my idea. Yes, the nursery school DJ. You've heard of him. Then you've no doubt heard the sick stories about him. He's a madman. Nothing will stop his pursuit of sick power. It's sick. Oh, stop. Oh, oh, oh no. Younger man Dalrymple, stop. Oh, no. Oh, Tom, I beg you, please clear all the erotic materials out of my desk in the event that, I, that I'm that i whipped unrecognizable, okay, please? Darren, I'm not... Oh, no! Hey, I'm not going to... Oh, no! Oh! I'm not going to clear you. Wow. Oh. So it gets weird and it gets weird and gets it stays gets it's weird and it gets weirder. Royal trucks.
Oh, yeah. What's going on, everybody? Royal Trucks. Good stuff. Good stuff. You don't sleep on that stuff, man. The legends do what the legends do. That song is called Back to School. Also from the collection, the singles and the live and the unreleased. All of it's on Drag City. Drag City Records. Can't go wrong with that. And they're playing in New York. They're playing Friday and they're playing Saturday. I don't know which one I'm going to. I don't know. I got to see them though. I don't know which show though. Don't know yet. Best show, hi. Hi, how are you tonight, Tom? Oh, I'm doing all right. To whom am I speaking? Uh, this is Andy calling from Brooklyn. Andy from Brooklyn. Where in Brooklyn are you, Andy? Uh, Prospect Lefferts. What? Where? It's neighborhood. Prospect it... Lefferts Garden. Prospect Lefferts Garden? Yeah. There's no such neighborhood as that. Stop. <laughs> Prospect. All right. Okay, go ahead. What, 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 to what do I owe the pleasure, Andy? Well, I, I was uh, just checking in to offer you and meet my friends of friends. A friendly welcome to the wild and wacky world of Porg, uh, Porg uh, po- podcasting from me and the rest of us here at the second most popular podcast, the Porgcast. Because you do the por- thing on Porgs or something from Star Wars? Yeah, I'm the I'm the host of the podcast, the number two podcast entirely dedicated to our wonderful winged warriors, our fun furry. Look, I didn't see look, I didn't see the Star Wars movie yet. I still haven't gotten the seed yet. Don't ruin it for me. Spot me that oh, I'm no, gonna go I would see never. this week. Look. This poor this porgs thing. I don't know. I don't know where I am on these porgs. I gotta meet them first. I ain't met them yet. Well, I'll I'll just spoil one thing: is that the porgs are delightful. Yeah, no, okay, and, uh, they're delightful. Okay, I'll be the judge of that. Did you see Phantom Thread yet? I did. I loved it. Yeah, it's great, right? I can't wait for the AP Mike sequel. I know. Just picture AP Mike going to his workshop in the middle of the night, furiously sketching out a new masses shirt, right? <laughs> Royalty coming in, and he's putting, I do believe your wardrobe is ready, your highness. And then she comes out from behind the mirror, and she's wearing a massive shirt. (laughs) I love it. I just hope he's a little uh, kinder to his muses than uh, the Daniel Bay-Lewis was in the movie. All right, calm down with spoiling stuff. What is it? Are you in a rush? You're saying this porgs are delightful. You're saying the thing about that. No one That's likes a spoiler. Stuff, Tom. No one likes a spoiler, my friend. I would never try to spoil. I, 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 I've put spo- off spoiling behind me after I, uh, I accidentally revealed a big Breaking Bad thing to a friend, and it's been haunting me ever since. Well, it should. It should. Because I know. no one likes a spoiler. I know. So what's going on with you in this? Are you really doing this Porg uh, podcast? Yeah, well, we're uh, 10 episodes in, uh, totaling 14 hours, 47 minutes. 
nothing comparing to your decades of three-hour programs, but it's a good start. Yeah, it is. You're, you're, you're well on your way. Look, who knows? Maybe when it's all said and done, you'll have done more episodes of this Porg podcast than I did of the best show. The show will look like a drop in the bucket to the years upon years of you talking about porgs. Well, I hope so. Because I, you, you, uh, you gave me the advice that it's a, a dumb idea and uh, it sucks and I shouldn't do it. But if I'm going to do it, do it. And did it, I did. There you go. So was that good um, advice or bad advice? Well, it was it was great, I think, because I I, I did uh, uh, create one of the pork. There's another podcast with the same title, the podcast. And to be honest, I've I've felt a little discouraged lately. They've got a uh, 1,736 followers on Instagram, whereas we only have 220. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what you need uh, to do. Yeah, you need to call your show. You you need to say on your show, George Lucas presents the original podcast. Yeah, they well they, at first they created a, theirs that said it was just the podcast, and then once they became aware of us, they put the real podcast on there, and we uh. couldn't get the handle. Uh, and call you this, or the podcast. Then why don't you call your then call yours this? Call yours Ray's. Original Ray's podcast, like R E Y. Yeah, like the pizza, except it's also a Star Wars reference, right? Yeah, you do I love it R E Y. Isn't that how you do her name, Ray? Mm-hmm. Then you do Original Ray's, but you're doing her name R E Y. Famous Ray's podcast, right? It sounds great. Yeah, I, I don't know if it, it might be too late to change the name. Well, I don't have to tell you, my friend. Oh, boy. Best of luck to you. Thank you. Best show, hi. Hi. To whom am I speaking? This is Amber from Brooklyn. Amber from Brooklyn. How are you, Amber? Good. How are you? I'm well. Happy 2018. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) It's a good one uh, so far, I think. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> well, my son turned two, so I'm excited about uh, your that. Son, that's your son, Stanley. Yes, he's the he's the cutest. <laughs> yeah, he had a fun birthday party this past weekend. Good. How's he doing? He's doing great. He got um, this new walker that's like going to help him start walking. So we're really excited about it. Great, and he's making progress with the with the the health uh, issues and and yeah, yeah. I mean, he's doing really well. That's awesome. That is so seriously that that yeah. uh, means so much, <laughs> and I'm so glad. I'm so glad everything's going in the right direction. He's a happy little kid, but he's still he's he's getting into his terrible twos now. So I oh. guess that doesn't that happens no matter what. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're gonna find those Elton John glasses. Uh, they're gonna end up uh, smashed on the floor. Oh my god, he's already thrown them off like eight thousand uh-huh, times uh-huh. today. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, bad advice? Has anyone ever given you bad advice, Amber? 
the, the only thing that really popped into my head was that <laughs> when I was 24, uh, I decided to go to grad school because I didn't know what to do with my life. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't want to start paying my student loans from undergrad. <laughs> Okay. So I heard that if you go to grad school, you can defer your, your loans for a few more years. Um, so I applied to grad school, and I ended up getting into the school in Chicago. And at the time, I was living in Miami, and I had a boyfriend, and I was in a band. And, you know, life seemed pretty good, but I was unsatisfied as people in their early 20s are. And I decided to go to grad school, and the day before... I moved to Chicago. I got a call from my dad. Now I have everything packed up. My roommate slash bandmate has already decided she's moving to San Francisco. We've, this is a done deal. There's no going back. Like I've got it all packed up. I've got, I'm ready to go. The next day I'm going to drive to Chicago from Miami with my boyfriend. Yeah. And, um, he's going to stay in Miami. Mm hmm. And so my dad calls me, and he's like, hey, Amber, I've been thinking about this whole plan of you going to grad school and moving away from Miami and leaving your boyfriend behind. And uh, I'm not sure that this is really what you should be doing. Um, Are you sure that you want to do this? You know, you seem to have a good life in Miami. You got a boyfriend. He seems like a nice guy. You should just stay there. (laughs) and i'm like so many things are wrong with what you're saying to me right now yeah he got in your head right he did he really did (laughs) what, what, what was uh papa thinking right i don't know i mean i you know i feel like he really you know his heart was in the right place but if you if you want to say something like this, maybe you should have told me back when I initially decided to go to grad school, not the night before I'm going to move. Yeah, no, that that could have been, there. There could have been a better, an earlier time for that discussion than when you're you're counting down like you're down to hours before you're. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on, Dad. What are you doing? And then the other thing is that, like, his main reason for me not going to grad school was that I have a nice boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm like, you Come know, on. yeah, things, I, you know, I suppose that love is important, but sometimes you have dreams that transcend that. And, you know, honestly, if, if I would tell my 24-year-old self, if I would give my 24-year-old self advice about grad school, I would say don't go to grad school. Uh-huh, yeah. Not because I'm leaving a boyfriend, but because mm-hmm. I am now in debt so much that I could probably pay for a house. Like, I could have bought a mm-hmm. house with the amount that I'm in debt Yeah, from yeah. Grad That's school. maybe the advice <laughs> you should have heard. That's yeah. a look. I'm going to say, look, it's not even necessarily bad advice. It's bad timing on yes. the advice. Yes, it's bad timing. Come on, Dad. <laughs> what are you thinking, Dad? Right? So. Listen, he's cranking too much of that Kansas. It is. It's true. He's just you he's love so stuck in his little 
Bob Ross world. You is. love the band Kansas so much, don't you, Amber? <laughs> I do. I do very, very much. Does your son Stanley like Kansas? You know, I haven't played a lot of Kansas for him because actually right now I'm in a Toto phase. <laughs> Toto phase? Yeah, I'm really into yeah. Toto right now. So what are you going to play for him? I'll hold the line? I mean, sure. Whoa, whoa, you, know, whoa, you can start there. Whoa. That might, be a good, that might be a good karaoke song. Hold the line, right? Oh, yeah. It's I not need, in the way that you a hold me. Because when he's like, it's not in the way you say goodbye. Ooh. Does you remember he does that part in the song? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, Mike. Um, my karaoke list out there. Add Hold the Line to it. <laughs> by Toto. Okay? And also add uh, The Streak. Remember the song The Streak, Mike? Ray Stevens? Add that to the list. And I also want you to add the national anthem. Imagine I was at karaoke and here's my next song comes up. Oh, say can you see? If you were at karaoke and somebody started doing the national anthem, wouldn't you just be like, that might be the best karaoke song I've ever seen. Right? Like, and the words just come up, but there's like no music because it's like acapella. Like it's the only it's the only acapella karaoke song ever. Oh, say can you see? Why can't? Here's a goal for 2018. And look, this might I'll do this at a single A baseball game. I don't care. I gotta throw a baseball out at a game, right? With the Lakewood Blue Claws. Get me down there. That's that stadium Mike hangs out at half the summer. <laughs> Mike will be there. To be, yeah, Foghat are doing a thing with the deviled egg. Uh, what is the thing that they eat? Chicken wings. Not deviled eggs. Sorry. For some reason, I thought it was deviled eggs. I think you could throw the ball out at uh, the local stadium near my hometown. I'll go. I'll go. I'll travel <laughs> on this. I'll travel on this. Yeah, Look, a car ride. Not even going to fly. For some reason, I swear, I, Mike was bragging to me that he ate deviled eggs with the guys from Fog Hat at this uh, Lakewood Stadium in New Jersey <laughs> where there's a single-A baseball team there, the Lakewood Blue Claws. You're sure it was chicken wings? Okay. Thought I remember seeing a picture of Mike with the drummer from Fog Hat, and he had like a ring of yolk, like yellow ring around his mouth. No? Because Mike loves deviled eggs. I love deviled eggs. He loves them. All right, Amber. I look, you say, you say, uh, give Stanley a smooch, and we will okay. talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Yeah, we got the Friends podcast going. Meet my friends of friends. You got to listen to this thing. You've heard it, Mike? You like it? A lot of tood from Dudio. Yeah, he's giving me a little bit of grief on it. A little bit of grief. Oh, thank you, Mike. Mike's got my back. This is the thing. I'll say this. If I was to rank who I want in a foxhole in here, 
the order would go Mike. I think Pat's a wild card. Pat could go either way. We could be in a foxhole combat pit. There's that Pat could go three, one of three ways. One way, be a fighting commando, right? Second way, be curled up in the corner of the foxhole, right? Third way, sticks his gun in my back, walks me out. I got him, right? Turns me in. I got him. Here he is. I don't know about Dudio though. What'd you be like? Yeah, that's like Dudio second. Mike's first because he's, he's, because he, when Mike's in, he's all in. Dudio just by default would be second and Pat, because he could go any which way, third. Sorry, Pat. I would think Pat could go first. If the side of him that I think is there is the one that comes out where he would be loyal. But there's just as good a chance that Pat would suddenly be like, I drop your, drop your gun. He'd walk me out and start talking German. Cause we're in World War II, of course. Right? It's a weird history lesson. Besho, hi. Hi, hi, it's Kat from Raleigh. Kat from Raleigh, how are you tonight? Oh, I'm right. I'm just sitting here in front of my computer. I'm knitting a hat. I'm going to be snowbound tomorrow. Well, snow, snowbound by North Carolina standards, yes. which is kind of pathetic. Yeah, which is, uh, for us, is considered, yeah, it didn't snow here. Like, people would be like, hey, did it snow? Yeah, no. Not really. Two inches. That that constitutes, yeah, it didn't snow here. But there, oh, you bring it to a halt. Comes crashing to a halt. You shut the town down, right? The only place you can eat is Jimmy John's. <laughs> More like Waffle House because they never close. The Waffle House, yeah. The Waffle House, that's a good thing and a bad thing. They're open. They don't close. Maybe they'd be served by closing, uh, closing once in a while, right? Mm. Right? It give the place a good scrubbing. Mm, yeah. So, so you're, 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 you're indoors. You're ready. You and your, your cat are ready for the snow. Yeah, she's just asleep right now. Yeah. Your cat, your cat don't care about the snow, cat. Yeah, he's not an outdoor boy. Yeah. Well, maybe you troll him outside. Give him a little, uh, see if he likes the snow. Hmm. Tell you, good and Poochie. I'm just scared he'll run away. Good and Poochie loves the snow. You gotta see this dog tear through the snow. Hmm. You, you, you think hey, I should get her a snowboard? <laughs> you ever see those videos where people have their, their dog jumps on a snowboard and goes down a hill? How do you get to that point? Avalanche Bob should make a music video that stars Good and Poochie. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. Am I gonna be, be on a set with Avalanche Bob and Good and Poochie? Hey there, Good and Poochie! Hey, bicka, 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 bicka. My dog's face, my dog's like, I think I'm gonna go back to the shelter. My dog would be like, uh, one for the shelter, please. 
We're good and poochie. A rocker, bicker, bicker, bicker. You're going down the dog, going down the hill with the surfboard, snowing on the snowball. And my dog's just like, uh, yeah. Uh, check, please. Like, uh, calling the shelter. Uh, yeah, hi. I have a dog I need to drop off at the shelter. It's me. Yeah, that's not going to happen, Kat. Oh, come on. Don't tell me you wouldn't be flattered by Tom, by Avalanche Bob writing a song for your dog. Well, writing a song, yes, but shooting a video? I don't want the video to be up at 6 in the morning with my dog. The craft service table. Right? Mm. <laughs> so, Kat, anything else going on down there? Well, I called for the topic. Bad advice, bad advice. What what's some bad advice you've gotten? Um this is a this is it's kind of broad and it's also a little bit dark but not too much. But like I think like it's, it's not universal either, but some of the worst advice I've ever been given is when people sometimes have told me not to worry. Because my gut it knows when something bad's going on. Sure. And just, I'm just sort of skeptical of, like, people who tell me not to worry because they've got their head in the sand. Like, my gut predicted my health predicament mm-hmm. before I knew it was real. Mm-hmm. My gut predicted the election. Mm-hmm. My gut predicted all sorts of nasty things. I don't, I mean, it sort of makes me think, like, it makes, even though, I mean, it <clears throat> just makes me think about how when I was in elementary school, I was Chicken Little in a school play, and it's pretty apt for my personality. Well, what if it was modified instead of being don't worry? What if it was modified to say don't worry so much or don't worry until it's time to worry? What about that? Would that be a better fit? Mm, Yes, but at the same time, some things that have happened that are bad, like I sort of called it like way in advance. And so... I mean, it's not something I act smug about because I'm too horrified, but it's yeah, like... Yeah, these are, these are not fun things that you're winning. Yeah. Where you're just like, I told you, my health was not going to be good. I win. Yeah, it just makes me feel like a Cassandra. Cassandra George Cassandra on Seinfeld? <laughs> I've never heard you laugh so much, Kat. That's so nice. Well, you're a funny guy. Oh, that's nice of you to say, and uh, I appreciate it. I'm being told there's somebody on the hotline I have to get to, though, Kat. Oh, okay. You can always call back. You know that. Look, you call. You, you, you get you get your on-air fill. But yeah, I mean, I just don't want to wear out anyone's welcome. No, you don't wear. You out. Look, I'll tell you when you're wearing your welcome. You're no, nowhere near wearing your welcome out. Now, look, you be safe in the snow. Take care of your cat, and I will talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. I'm being told to go to the hotline because we have a star on the hotline. That's what I'm being told. <laughs> to who? No. Who's on the hotline now? It's Jake Fogelnest. It's Jake Fogelnest. Yeah. Hey, Mike. So I, I think you're overselling it. Yeah. yeah. This is on Mike. Yeah, Mike told me there's a superstar on the hotline.
<laughs> this is this is Mike's idea of good, not your idea of good. No, this is my idea of good. Because <laughs> look, this guy, Jake Fogelnest. Look at Jake Fogelnest. He's he's one of these guys. Like I've told this story before, he used to do a show called Square TV when he was a young lad, twelve years old. He was on <laughs> he was on MTV, and he was uh, and he was this kid just going, yeah, I'm gonna have Rivers Cuomo in my parents' house," and you'd just be like, and I was just watching MTV. I'm just like, oh, I can't stand this kid. This kid's driving me up the wall, and then. The show went away. You ended it before you decided to pull, like, to pull a, to pull like a, uh, to end a it Chappelle. while, <laughs> a Chappelle. Sh- you, yeah, I pulled a yes. Chappelle. <laughs> yes. You, you, you ended it. It was totally your choice. <laughs> totally my choice. Yes. I said, you know what? I need to get my, my head together. Yeah. Well, it, uh, it, it, and, and really yeah. think about what am I doing? Yeah. Should, should a child, have their own show, yeah. and I said, you know what? I don't think so because I don't know what the future is going to be. So basically, I'd like to apologize for Logan Paul. Yeah, uh, it's my you, fault. You made that happen. It's very exciting. I, I did. I did. You yeah. you brought us Logan Paul and the Low Gang. And, and by the way, I'm I'm totally still Team Ten because oh, no. Jake Paul hasn't done anything. Oh no, I'm a Jake Paul. Logan Paul. All that Jake Paul's okay. ever done is set fires in in his West Ho- rented West Hollywood yeah. uh, apartment, yeah, which no, I'm sure uh, he's not in all anymore. The, all, the, all the guy has done is take all of the furniture from his house, throw it in an infinity pool, in a drained and, infinity and, pool, and then and then and yeah. then was like sort of shocked when the neighbors called the cops and were upset. Yeah, but it's also great that yeah, and I also take offense. It's like there's no there's no risk of setting fires in Los Angeles in California <laughs> in any way of just setting yeah. reckless fires anywhere uh, for pranks that couldn't go yeah. wrong in any way. It's not it's like just a bu- it's it's a bunch of haters, Tom. Yeah. and you know you just gotta you just gotta thank you, you. know be a, you, you you just gotta you know. Be a maverick, yeah. you know. So this guy goes, and then I'm I go to the movies with my friends, and I see Scream Three in New York City, <laughs> and I hear this laugh during Scream Three in the darkness of the theater, going. <laughs> and then I'm I said, dying, to my friend, "I'm dying to know what was so funny. I want to rewatch Scream Three so I can figure out what was so funny and, yeah, that made me. Laugh I don't know. Out loud. You were having a good time. You were having I a good know, time with Scream Three. I said to my friend. I think that kid from Squirt TV is in the theater with us. I think he's watching this movie too. I think I recognize his laugh. And then, just like creeps, we hid outside the theater door and watched you leave. And I was like, there he goes. And then you jump forward a few years. I'm friends with you. <laughs> yeah, good friends. Good yeah. friends. Well, I, you know, I think... What that shows is, you know, don't, uh, first impressions can be bad and no child should be given that much power that young. Yes, exactly. And that the, whoever was running MTV during that six month period where you were given a television show should should, be put in jail, should be tried and convicted. Yeah. 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 Victor Salva (laughs) style. 
<laughs> so, but, I, but I think that that guy's still working. Oh, he's still alive. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But look, this is I, this doesn't matter. This is the past. The you had a good uh, run. People say, "What's Jake Fogel messed up to now?" You know what I say? Honestly, I say, "Look, he's got this thing corporate." And they're like, what's that? I'm like, look, I don't know either. He won't let me watch it. He's been working on it for two and a half years. Apparently. You didn't get, you didn't get the, the link? Oh, no, no, no. Just wait. Uh, Just, just wait. Just. Okay. okay, So apparently he's been working on this thing longer than these Avatar sequels. Cause I think it was seven years ago he mentioned this show corporate that he was working on. So then, but now it's happening. And then I get these links. I want, it's a, I'm going to say this. This show's great. It's legitimately, really? oh, it was so, I thought it was so funny and so like uh, ahead of, of, it's so like now in the best possible way and making fun of right now in the best possible way. It's really great. I was, I truly, true, I thought it was truly funny and was legitimately entertained by it. I really liked that, it. A lot. That means the world. Yeah. We, you know, it was created by, um, these three guys, uh, you know, Pat Bishop, Jake Weissman, and Matt Ingebretson. And they, you know, um, had never made a television show before. They had made sort of YouTube videos and stuff. And, and, um, they sent me this script and I thought it was really funny. And I was like, good luck with it. And then Comedy Central bought it. And, and I was like, cool, that's awesome. And then they're like, hey, they're going to make a pilot. And then they brought the pilot. Jake Weissman brought the pilot over to my house. And I watched the pilot, which is very close to what you'll see tomorrow night on Comedy Central. And I was like, wow, this is really good. It's, it's, it's almost too good. It looks like a movie. It doesn't look like a Comedy Central show. I don't think they're going to pick this up. But, hey, at least you made a great pilot. And then they picked it up, and then they needed a, uh, a showrunner for the first season to, you know, be the EP and help them through it. And I, I just wanted to make a, sh- a show that, that they would be proud of. And um, the fact that you like it means the world. That's awesome. No, it's really – it was really uh, – it's really something that's unlike everything else right now. And – um yeah, I, I, I think people are going to respond to it when they get a chance to see it. And, uh, yeah, look, I tip my hat to you. Thank you. One of the things we um, decided to do was um, care about um, lighting and um, camera work. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, which, you know, just maybe just, like, make it look good um, in addition to the comedy. Uh, <laughs> um, that yeah. was important. and. And everyone keeps saying it's like a very, very dark show, and like I can't argue that it's super dark. Like it's, I guess it's like a workplace comedy, but like really at the end of the day, like who likes their job? Most people don't like their job, and working at a corporate in a corporate environment in a, is a prison, and it's not like happy, and nobody is like kind of turning to the camera, and you're, you're like trapped in hell until you can go home. Yeah, but- and capitalism is a prison, and we and like. Can there be humor in that? We we think so. So uh, you know, um, maybe maybe some people will uh, find it cathartic, and 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 also we wanted to have jokes too. Yeah, it's basically like if there was a sitcom in the world of the Matrix. Yeah, this is what yeah. it, if, if 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 like Morpheus was watching a sitcom 
in that world, it would be like this. It, it's, it's like everyone keeps saying it's like it's like if David Fincher made a sitcom, and, and we did, we really did like shoot it like a drama, and we were very lucky, like to have Lance Reddick is in it. Yeah, he's great. Um, It's this great combination of, like, young people that you've never Mm -hmm. seen on television before who are, like, um, Mm -hmm. you know, like, Claire O'Kane is is, is in the show. and What? uh, Yes, of course. Well, first of all, David Fincher did make a sitcom. Uh, He actually, he actually makes, he's actually doing a show that's on ABC right now called The Goldbergs. That's David Fincher. Oh, David, I didn't, oh, that's David Fincher? Yes. Oh, that's, a, oh, wow, because I actually, I, I mean, I think it's really heartwarming and funny. It's nothing like Zodiac, at least yeah. not yet. I haven't not seen, yet. like, uh, the, not yet. No, they're so building up so to the thing. They're, they're building up. They're, it's going to take a turn? Because the one son on it that it, it looks like he's 37, the kid who's supposed to be uh-huh. in yeah. high school, the kid from uh, Hotel for Dogs or whatever, like, I think he was in Hotel for Dogs. He's now on this. He um, he turns out to be a, 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 a he has it turns out he has a dragon tattoo on his back. <laughs> Do you still go see every movie? Like no, like like there was. Oh. I mean, I just I know it, it, yeah. there's no time for you to oh. do that. But yeah, there was a, no. a period of your life no. where I could see you like. 10 a.m. Time to go yeah. see Hotel for Dogs. There were points in my life where I was a little, little, uh, rudderless is a nice way to say it. There was a stretch where I remember one day, the true, this, and this might be the lowest point of my life. It was this one day where I remember waking up, getting dressed quickly, driving to the movie theater, seeing a 10 a.m. show of The Animal starring Rob Schneider. <laughs> Going home and brushing my teeth. So, so before so, you brush, I your probably teeth. had peanut M and M's for breakfast. <laughs> I probably had, I probably had Diet Dr Pepper and peanut M and M's before I had brushed my teeth, and then went home. Like, all right, let's let me uh, brush my teeth, take a shower. Now I get the day started. It's like. No, you were just in public in a mood, but it's like, yeah, no one's there in the theater. They didn't even see me. Yeah, they did. Sure they did. They wonder who the guy walking around who looks completely insane is. Like, think, even Alan Covert didn't get up at 10 a.m. No. To go see the animal. Yes, no, he didn't. He wouldn't make that happy. He'd be like, look, I'll see you at the one o'clock show. <laughs> yeah, I want to go can't. check on how it's doing. Yeah, you know, yeah. do my happy Madison duty. But, but yeah, no, no, and I've been there. I've been there. <laughs> Imagine those days where you know those. You always hear those stories where it's like our movie came out on the on the movie came out, and what we do is we all get in a a, a van and or a limo. We just drive from theater to theater, and we go and sneak in the back and watch the audience on a Friday night. Just laughing. Yeah. It's always like, yeah, those stories Vinny always. Chase, yeah, Vinny Chase did that yeah. on uh, uh, on Entourage. Yeah, but those and, stories only fly when you when you made like uh you know Men in Black, or yeah. or you did uh you know your you 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 did like Neighbors like like Seth Rogen. You don't hear about uh uh the uh, Alan Colvert driving around when Grandma's Boy came out. <laughs> 
going to the back of the no. theater and then they like, hey, uh, like going to the box office. Hey, we're the guys that made the movie that the uh, grandma's boy. It's a. Uh, okay, cool. That'll go? be uh, $17. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, great. We're losing money on that screen because of that, yeah, that dog <laughs> so. that's in there. Great. You know, it's hard enough running a movie theater. We're going to lose, we lose money on that screen for the week. I hope you're yeah, happy. Like I, get, I, I get it if you're Paul Thomas Anderson and you've made Phantom Thread. And, and yeah. I mean, if I'm Paul Thomas Anderson, I'm just making sure it's projected properly, whether yes. it's 35 or 70. Yeah. Like, I'm in the projection booth, uh-huh. like, you know, don't mess up my print, yeah. you know? <laughs> you know my favorite part of Phantom Thread was? What? Jar Jar Banks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. And you were saying no spoilers, but I'm surprised he's more in people it. aren't talking about it. At he's the in end. it? And, clo- he's, and yeah. he's in it? It's a it's a real surprise. Mm-hmm. His it, head pops out of a dress. Um, There's somebody's yeah. changing into a dress, and he'll say, "He's like, ooh, me, me, so like he, this dress." Yeah, and then and then he proceeds to sing, uh, "Don't you want me, baby?" by the Human League. Yeah, which is with one with one of the minions. Yeah, and this is the and, move exactly. It's a weird. Paul Thomas Anderson, totally. I think, is having some personal problems. Yeah, yeah, it's so totally up because, like, I, you know, and I don't want to spoil Phantom Thread. Yeah. It's a beautiful movie, and yes. it's and, and it's and it's yes. just got. I've seen it twice. It's yeah. got so many twists and turns, but that was bizarre. Yeah, that's a twist. That's, that's a real. That's probably the biggest twist in the movie is when Jar Jar Binks and a minion sing a Human League song in a movie that totally takes place in, in the fifties. It's totally in contrast to like Johnny Greenwald's like score. Yeah, suddenly it's like pretty, which is yeah. pretty beautiful. The score's like boom, 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 boom. And suddenly it's like boom 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 boom. Yeah. yeah. And um yeah, it's yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And I I don't know if like if PTA has to work that out with Disney or like Look, you know that guy. The you licensing should, the, I mean that, I guess so he has carte blanche and you gotta get that guy on the show. You gotta get that guy to call the best show. You know that guy. I don't well, know anybody. I don't really know Paul. I don't know anybody. I got no no connections I anymore. I I yes you do. No, I don't. I have the, well, I have the same the connections connect, that you do. The best connection I got, I know this one guy. He works on this thing corporate that he <laughs> Oh wait, it's you. <laughs> Because, look, this show, Corporate, it's on Comedy Central. When's this thing start, Jake? Um, the first two episodes air back-to-back to ma- back to back tomorrow night at 10 p.m. It's every Wednesday night uh, at 10 on Comedy Central. And uh, I, I think uh, I think people, I hope people like it. I, think people I mean, are gonna it's like out it. of my hands now. <laughs> I think people are going to like it. It's really funny, and it's really funny in a way that nothing else is funny the way this is funny. It almost has like, yeah. there's almost like a Mr. Show-ish tone to the, to the, to the attitude of the thing where it's surreal in certain ways, the way they would be. And yeah, it's really, it's really, I thought it was really funny. We, and it actually has like, we weirdly have like a very strong connection to Paul Thomas Anderson's Magnolia throughout the season. Um, just cause like Philip Baker Hall was in an episode. And, uh, Amy, Amy Mann shows up in an episode. Right. And, and so does Melora Walters. Well, and, Jake, like, I actually I think, have a pleasant surprise for you. In studio, Philip uh-huh. Baker Hall is actually here now. Uh, oh, I, I loved it. I'd love to talk to him. Philip, do you want to say anything to, uh, Jake? Uh, hello, Jake. I just, uh, want to say thank you for having me on corporate. 
it was an, it was an honor. And, and I'll, and I'll ask you again, uh, publicly what I asked you when we, when you did the episode, I said, why did you do this? Why are you here? Well, uh, Jake, you have to realize I did corporate because I'm still waiting for Seinfeld to call me back. You bookman. Yeah. I was bookman. <laughs> um, do you still, have, um, so he didn't return that library book yet. He still didn't return you happen to have, I, this is crazy, but you don't happen to know, uh, Bob Einstein, do you? Because if Bob, because I am a huge fan of him as Marty Funkhauser on Curb Your Enthusiasm. And, uh, you're if actually, you could put me in touch with, it put me in touch with him, I, I would love to talk to him. You actually drove me here today. Oh, really? He drove you? Yeah. Oh, is, is he there? Jake Fuglenest. Oh, hello. What's it's your problem, to... Jake? Uh, my problem is I think you're terrific. You're also, your your episodes are forty minutes, and Wait. they don't need to be. <laughs> Wait, no. How do they tell when they're doing lines on that thing who's Jeff Garland and who is uh, <laughs> Marty Funkhauser? They have the same. I, I don't. There's no disorder. If there was a I scene with the, the, this, what a scene of the two of them would be like. Hey, okay. look, yeah, yeah. you moron, you're trying to do the thing. What's your problem? You're doing the thing. My problem? What's your problem? The poor sound editor. Yeah, the poor exactly. sound editor trying yeah. to figure that out. Yeah, the close encounters when the thing gets blown out. When the, like, when the, when the glass shatters. The glass shatters, yeah. That, that, you, that's where most of the budget of Curb Your Enthusiasm, cause, cause it's not on screen. So most of the budget of, of Curb Your Enthusiasm, uh, by the way, I'm insulting Larry David and Curb Your Enthusiasm with, as if I have any authority to do so. Oh, you do. You I, do. I, you, I got the, you got the um, corporate authority. You got corporate now. <laughs> you got some corporate clout to, to swing around. I want to say but, this but, though. But, First of all, if you, if you're a meme maker out there, take a closer look at some of the background people in the final scene in Close Encounters. There's a few memes laying in there with some of those I, dudes. I have such I rewatched Close Encounters recently because um, uh, they were showing it in the theater and I and I had time to kill and it was like the only thing that was playing was Close Encounters and what, I was struck by a couple of things in that movie. So, ba- so basically what happens in that movie is that Richard Dreyfus sees aliens, mm-hmm. comes home, yeah. tells his wife, Terry Gar, hey, there's aliens, and she's like, you're crazy. Yeah. Then he leaves his family. Yeah, throws his family in the trash. Throws his family in the trash, chases the aliens, trauma uh-huh. bonds with this other woman who has yeah. her son abducted yeah. by the aliens, and then they kiss at the end. Yeah. And um, then it's like, and then he gets on the spaceship, and I'm like, hey, what happened to Richard Dreyfus's family yeah. that he lost? Now look, two things. Look, he'd rather hang out with the aliens than his family. Yeah, I get it. Look, it was a cra- it was yeah. a very crowded and noisy house. But, I would say, know, yeah, look, those kids were horrible. Those kids were horrible. I might go on the spaceship. If those were my kids, I'd be on that. I'd be like, uh, where is this spaceship? To try to get away from the kids. Um, but se- if I was in Close Encounters, I would end up being that third guy running up the hill with the two of them who, like, gets run. Like, I'd be like, because there were three of them going up the mountain. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like three, the third yeah. guy who passes out once the spray hits them. 
Yeah. And I'm me. What? What do you mean? Uh, he like wakes up. Oh, what? What? So what? You'd, like, make, hey, you'd make it further yeah. than me. I'd be yeah. I'd be the guy out, and I just I just be dealing with like you know the burns yeah. from the light. You'd be and laying here. You'd be a fake. Yeah, I, you'd be like a passed out cow on the side of the road. Be like some <laughs> some some cows that are asleep, and and you. Yeah, Wait, isn't that the kid from Squirt TV? Is it the kid from Squirt TV? Is he asleep on the side of the road also? Yeah, how did he end up there? But just imagine when, yeah, imagine when that third guy finds out the next day when they're like, "Buddy, boy, yeah, you missed not- it. You were you were about a hundred feet away from the other side of this thing. You would have seen all the spaceships." If you could have just gone another hundred feet, you would have seen what no one has ever seen before. But yeah, yeah, sucked in some of that sleeping gas. I feel like that's the guy that then goes home and like has to redeem himself and becomes the the actual dude that like memorize the pattern on press your luck yes by he would be that and he, he would be that guy that was yeah, a prequel right. for the guy who memorized the press your luck uh the whammy board pattern like, like i gotta redeem myself yeah. somehow <laughs> and, just, and that also doesn't end well for that guy yeah Although that guy probably should just go and uh go go introduce himself to Terry Gar and uh and the right. family. Exactly. Yeah. Cuz she cuz she cuz she's left in the dust. Yes. Daddy's on a spaceship. <laughs> I just imagine how annoying that that character would have been on the spaceship. The aliens would be just like, "Hold on. We let this guy on the ship." How long is this guy going to be on the thing with? Oh, forever? This guy's going to be on? What do these buttons do? Yeah. He'll just be like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He'll just like, they'll be like, uh, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, this guy's annoying. This, uh, yeah, I don't want to be, I don't want to be a spaceship with Richard. Like, who would you want to be on a, I, I, this is going to sound crazy. Yeah. I'd rather be on a spaceship with Robert Blake than Richard Dreyfus. Which Robert Blake, Beretta or Wild at Heart? No, Lost Highway. Uh, uh, Lost Highway. Lost Highway, because at least it's like, uh, you know, that guy's going to keep me on my toes. It's like, I'm already stressed out because I'm in space. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to keep me on my toes, as opposed to like Richard Dreyfus is like, what are we having for dinner? Dinner. Yeah, yeah. It's freeze-dried again? Yeah, he's just mad at everything. Um, and I want to just issue a challenge right here, uh, and this is on behalf of AP Mike. He asked me to do this. Okay. Mike had said he for Robert, but he will fight Robert Blake at any anywhere, anytime. He Mike wants to do just a, a Bayonne style fight with Robert Blake, knife fight, or or yeah. or any kind of weapons I... like a truncheon, or just good old fashioned bare knuckle boxing. I think it's bare knuckle. I think you. I think you do it in the parking lot when Mike gets his uh, his bootleg DVDs. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and 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 it's just like while he's picking up a copy of The Shape of Water or whatever it is, uh, Robert Blake shows up and he says, uh, "You know, you open the door, Charlie Potatoes," and then we just see AP Mike and Robert Blake go at it. Oh my! And God. then I, I think we put we put that straight up on. On old school pay per view yeah, for like, like ninety nine dollars, like people in a movie theater watching it. 
the yeah, way Fathom, <laughs> event, Fathom Events presents <laughs> AP Mike yeah. versus Robert Blake. Mike, you in? Yeah, Mike, Mike's really, Mike has a bone to pick with Robert Blake. He wants to settle the score. Um, now Jake, I have to boogie here, but I want to tell everybody seriously, all, all kidding aside, congratulations. This show's great corporate. It starts on Comedy Central tomorrow. It's really funny and people are going to really flip for it. And, uh, I, I tip my hat to you, young man. And, and I tip my hat to you and thank you. And, uh, I love the, I love the new friends podcast. I know oh, you're going to work out some sweet. of the kinks. Uh, I think Dudio is, uh, I, I, I think he's got to step up his game a little yeah. bit, but I see what you're doing and I, and I support it. I'm, 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 I'm a big fan. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you, Jay. I'll talk to you soon, buddy. All right, Tom. All right, bye. In studio, quick cameo. You want to say hi? Hi. <laughs> Roxy from Los Angeles is here. Not Roxy. She's in New New York, New Jersey. What's up? What's up? Not much. Hanging out. Thanks for having me. So nice to be here. Oh, it's nice to have you here. Now, for people who don't n- know, Roxy is a, uh, she calls the show from Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. She, one of the things that we came up with was an agreement. You went on a date. You went on a date that I, I is a best show date mm-hmm. where I paid for <laughs> you to go to see Dirty Grand, Dirty Grandpa. Dirty Grandpa. You went on a date with another listener to the show. I did. I paid for the snacks and the tickets, you, right? You did. You gave us $50 to go on a date at Arclight. <laughs> and I will, I, and I'm saying this now. If there are two best show listeners, who want to meet up and go on a date to a movie, I get to pick, as long as I get to pick the movie, I will pay for the date. And I'll also extend this. Get this. Not just new, not just new potential love. Anybody on an anniversary, 10 years or more, if you want to go to the movies, for your anniversary, I still get to pick the movie though. <laughs> Might not be a great anniversary night. But this is a test to see how cheap some of you, you cheapskates are. You gotta go to the movie that I pick, but I'll pay for it for your anniversary. Ten, ten year anniversaries or more. Actually no, ten year, they have to be like meaning, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty, like, and, uh, yeah, so that's on the table too. But you went on a date with a young, a young man, G- Gordon. What was his name? <laughs> what was his name? His name's David. I David. can't remember what you used to call him though. I don't know. <laughs> someone will let us know. Yeah, someone will let us know. <laughs> I can't even remember um, anymore. You went to see Dirty Grandpa with him. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is though, mm-hmm. I'll pay for these dates. But if you go and the, and the relationship runs, goes the distance and you find yourself getting married, I get to design your wedding cake. However I see fit. And I'm telling you, you better do it. Right, Mike? We were discussing wedding cake designs this evening. Yes. I'm going to figure out. Cause this, cause basically I guess what you're saying is that you and Gordon are not 
going to be walking up the aisle no, anytime soon. No, we will not. So. But my boyfriend, my current boyfriend, yes, he before we even met, he actually saw Dirty Grandpa eight times in the movie theaters. Uh huh. He like wrote a little uh, novella, and uh, he said, "For whoever buys this, I'll." Take that money and go see Dirty Grandpa. And for some reason, he did that. So he and a year later, here we are together. Here you are. You uh, <laughs> the somehow universe brought us some, together. Yeah, somehow, Dirty Grandpa is a very romantic <laughs> movie. Who would have known that the Robert De Niro, Zac Efron two-hander? Mm-hmm. It's kind of a good old-fashioned two-hander. De Niro, Efron. So. Yeah. I still feel like I have some dominion over your cake. I agree. (laughs) I totally agree. What if the cake depicts cake topper of you and your boyfriend? Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah? There's no engagement. Oh, no, I'm just saying if. Okay. (laughs) This is all speculative. This is all speculative. And it's the two of you walking into a theater to see Dirty Grandpa. Oh, boy. Together. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But look, yeah, there's no engagement. I know that. (laughs) Let's not jump the gun Yeah, exactly. I'm not... But I'm just saying if. If. He's listening, too. Well. (laughs) And what's his name? Julian. Julian. Mm -hmm. If you're listening, Julian... Look, first of all, Julian. <laughs> yeah, look, buddy. <laughs> you clearly like Dirty Grandpa a whole lot. You saw it eight times in the theater on your own volition. That's your cake, buddy. It is. You better get ready. So, Roxy. Yeah. What's been going on? Not too much. Working. Working You're a lot. Working. Teaching yoga. Hanging out in LA. Got movie pass, so I go to the movies like every other day. Yeah, movie pass. It's so much fun. It's so great. What's the best yoga position for somebody who's starting out? What's the one that if they can do that, then it looks like they can they can go forward? The thing about yoga is you don't have to be flexible to do mm-hmm. yoga. <laughs> so there's a lot of different yoga poses mm-hmm. you can do that are going to stretch you out that mm-hmm. aren't going to overexert your body okay. in ways that you're not mm-hmm. used to. It's now, a child's pose. Okay. Child's pose. <laughs> yeah, when you're just like lying on the ground, your big toes are touching together, knees sprawled out, mm-hmm. head on the ground. What's a yoga pose you could teach me right now? Uh, you want to do downward facing dog? Oh, I guess you'd have to stand up. Yeah. Mm. And also, I want to just know. I'm look. I'm I'm. <laughs> somewhat competitive with things it's like oh. how do you know when you win at yoga you don't win at yoga like how long. do you know where you just like in your face when you're in an advanced class and you're just uh-huh. destroying everybody at inversion sure everybody's like tipping over trying to do things and you're just like yeah some days i go in and i can't even like hold a standing or uh-huh. balancing pose okay it just depends on how you're feeling that uh-huh. day but i do go into classes sometimes and i'm blown away by some people's ability to do yoga like mm-hmm. it's like gymnastics though it's okay. not yoga but other times you're just like yoga rules yoga rules yeah i'm the best at yoga nobody's the best at yoga oh, that sounds like a challenge whatever. <laughs> i think now hey mike write this down on my put this i'm gonna be working on my vision board later this weekend 
I need to come up with some some images and go get a few People magazines and see if you can find some things of people doing yoga. I need to put them on my vision board of me winning yoga. Okay? Yeah, I'm so serious. People magazines. Okay? There's usually pictures of someone did like Carrie Underwood doing yoga or something. On the beach. Yeah. Yoga on the beach sucks. I don't understand how anybody does that. Yeah, it seems like you just sink into the sand. You do. It's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tom, I bought you some gifts. I wanted to oh give them to you. Oh, my goodness. Oh, please. Yeah. Gifts. In a beautiful plastic Dwayne Reed bag. I think there are receipts in there, but don't worry about it. <laughs> I won't look at the receipts. Please don't. And I won't return them. Okay, don't return them. The first thing. That's for you. Night vision. Oh, I've seen <laughs> these on TV. Exactly. Those night vision glasses. Mm-hmm. These are the ones that the like the military wears. Yeah, right? it is. So when you're walking good and poochy at night, yeah. you know. So you're saying that these sunglasses that you're giving me now, military grade. So Rob Riggle probably wore these when he was uh, serving. <laughs> Let's see. All right. Let's check these out. So I got Allie G. I was hoping it would be better than the fidget spinner. Whoa. Whoa, you do look like Allie G. Those are intense. Man, everything's clearer in these things. Just doing the show wearing these now. (laughs) You look good. Oh, thank you. Now I can look. I don't even need to open the bag. I can look right through with these things. Oh, my goodness. And it's a bone for good and poochie. A big bone. Oh, that's so awesome. For a good girl. Yes, and she's going to get this bone done. Don't take pictures of me, please. <laughs> please. I know it's, I know it's currency here. <laughs> take dumb pictures of... of... <laughs> Sorry, Pat. And, Pat, what do you think when I said that thing about the foxhole? Thank you, Roxy. This You're is welcome. Nice. Happy New Year, Tom. Thank you. To you and your family. Where would you be in the foxhole? Are you the person who I could trust, the person who would fold like a cheap camera, or are you the person who would straight up cater to the enemy and like walk me out? I get your fear. I completely understand your fear. Yeah. I'm quiet here. Yeah. I'm pretty quiet. Exactly. I get, Look, the, I get the fear. Mike's a loud mouth. Studio's a loud mouth. You're the only one who's, who is any sense of class out there, right? Yeah. I, I listen to those guys out there. You think it was a, a monster truck rally. I wasn't offended. Right? I was, uh, I took it as a strange compliment that I. Well, I, I'm, I'm question, I'm, I'm yeah. questioning it. Sure. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it mysterious. Under the radar. Under yeah. the radar. All right. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, it's like, cause, cause sometimes what you're doing seems, it seems elegant, <laughs> right? Yeah. And when you, when you see these two guys out there, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like they, they, like you think they were at like a, uh, like some sort of like, like, like they're like at a crab fest on the boardwalk or something. That's right. That's put, they're that's being loud. generous. Yeah. I was going to say like, you know. Um, I don't know. Unlimited pancake at IHOP. 
Yeah. Or yeah. And look, I want to say this there also. I was with Pat and Roxy earlier. We're walking across the street. There was a fire truck. Oh my God. And this fire truck decides that it was parked. It was not moving. So we start crossing the street. There was nothing. We were not uh, slowing anyone down to do this. It had just started moving by milliseconds. As we were walking already. We started moving before the truck. Yes. And this fire truck blows the horn. Wait, wait. You're forgetting there's a huge five-foot puddle that we had to leap over. Exactly. And we took our time doing it because it was hard. It was a physical challenge. We did it on the way there, and it took us like a minute to figure out. There was just a huge water main break up the street. And then this guy (laughs) driving the fire truck is so mad (laughs) that somebody goes, I screamed. Yeah, I'm he saying this right scared now. Me. Scared me. I'm saying this right now, fireman. Fireman, you tough guy with your big fire truck. You tough guy. Your big tough fire. Let's see how tough you are. At. Well, those guys are pretty tough, actually. I'm gonna <laughs> let's let's uh, close this line of before an axe yeah, goes exactly. through the window. Before an actual super tough fireman shows up. Without a fire truck, he's just like, yeah, okay, what do you want to do? How do you want to settle this, tough talker? Um, By the way, yes. Perry just texted me. His name was Doug. Perry. Perry. Perry Shell. Perry Shall, first Shell. of all. Perry yes. Shall from the band yes. Hound. Yes. Yes. He said Doug. Doug, not Gordon. Okay. I'm sorry. I can't believe I forgot that. Okay. Well. Sorry, Doug. David. Yes. Gordon. Whatever. The whole crew. I can't take a photo, but Roxy, if you manage to sneak, oh, one, I can't no, help you like if for, I do that. for listeners at home. It's a very much uh, oh, don't they're, they're, they're zoo pl- TV kind of pl- plenty of chances. Yeah. era zoo TV. I will say this vibe going on in here. <laughs> I enjoy these sunglasses. They're night vision glasses. But I'm going to say this: my eyes are starting to hurt. <laughs> well, you're wearing them, and it's bright. Yeah. You're the human fly now. It's part of the transition. Off. Please take them off. No, Tom. No. No, they are. Thank you. I'm going to wear them when I drive. Great. Yeah. Late night walks. Of course. And Good and poochy. Thank you. Yes. No problem. Anytime. Yeah. <laughs> right. Are you, uh, you got a boogie? Where are you yeah, at? Yeah, I got to go back okay. to Brooklyn. Got to wake up early. Well, Go thank, to Long Island. <laughs> thank you for coming. Bye. Thanks for having me. So Bye. nice to see you. Thank you for the presence. Oh, Happy New Year. Always a pleasure. Happy New Year, Tom. Of course, I will see you soon. Of course. Bye. 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 Besho, hi. Hi. To whom am I what? speaking? My name's Liz. Liz. Liz with a V, like Liv. a violin, like Liv Tyler. Okay, Liv. Thanks for calling. What's up, Liv? Um. Hey, is this this is Tom, right? It is. Yeah. My goodness. Um, well, I, I heard you, you know, listen to the show, and, um, so first of all, I heard your Iowa guy. I'm also, I'm from Jersey, but I live in Iowa, so I felt like I should call, but then you said the thing about the date, and, like, if anyone wants to go on a date with someone else that loves the best show, I was just going to say, like, I'm actually on a date right now for the first time with someone that also loves the best show, and we're listening to the best show on our date. Really? And where, where, what is, Liv, who are you on the date with? Um, with, with a friend of mine, his name is Donnie. 
Okay. And how did the two of you meet? Um, I don't remember. We met at some, uh, we live in the Quad Cities. Okay. And we met at probably a show or an art, art opening. You ever hang out with the Quad City? Uh, come on, you can ride it. You can ride it. You know them? Come on, you can ride it. Whatever that band was on the Space Jam soundtrack. Come oh, on. Oh, the Quad City DJs? Yeah. They're not actually from here, I think. All right, well then. But yeah, I haven't hung out with them. So you're on the date now. So you met, you're on the date now. Yep. And... What is the? Where are you going for the date? Don't don't tell me you're just listening to the show in a parking lot somewhere. No, we're, I mean we're at my house. Um, we listen. We we got together, ate a pizza, and uh, now we're listening to the best show in my living room with a video fireplace on. That's nice. It's pretty great. Yeah. But we we love movies, so, you know, if that offer stands, I'm into it. Okay, well, you email me. (laughs) I'm serious. Email me, and we'll we'll figure it out. I'm going to pick a movie, and we're going to figure, we're going to do this right. I will, I will pay for this date. If you're going to legitimately go on another date, and this is a legitimate date, I will, I will cover it. That's awesome, man. Do you have, like, you're going to send us on a bad movie? I'm sorry? Are you going to send us on, like, a bad movie? I don't know. We'll see what's playing. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. Um, but, you know, that other guy from Iowa who called from Iowa City? Yeah. I, I think he was kind of, like, misrepresenting things a little bit. How so? Uh, he was, like, that whole thing with the grocery store with the separate building and the pager... I don't know if that's real, because I know the grocery stores in that town, and I don't really think there is one like that. So you think he's a phony baloney? Maybe. I don't want to say yes, but I think maybe. All right. All right. Duly noted. Duly noted. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, cool. I mean, we're we're totally going to go to a movie. you, you You shoot me an email. We'll figure it out. Wicked. All right, Liv. You have a great night. All right. Thanks, Tom. Mate, we love you. Welcome, mate. Best show, hi. Hey, happy Tuesday, Tom. Well, happy Tuesday to you, too. To whom am I speaking? Uh, this is Ben, the mail carrier in Portland, Oregon. Well, welcome. Thanks. Uh, got some bad advice. What bad? Who gave you the bad advice? This is a really general one, but any advice that starts with there's two types of people in this world. Yeah, that's bad. That's a bad start. It was was wrong out the gate. Because there's always more than two types of people for any, any dynamic you're, you're, you're zeroing in on. There's no way there's only two types of people for just about anything. No, it doesn't exist. So you know anything that comes after that or anything that person says is not going to be. Can't take that seriously. So, so what is the what is the thing that you were told? There are two types of people. Oh, I just meant like in a general. Oh, okay. just, You hear that all the time, you know. So that's like, like a that's that. like a warning to you. You hear that and look out. Yeah, I'm like, okay, don't have to listen to what you have to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. I think that's it. 
All right, buddy. Thanks for the call. Good night. You too. Right. Short and sweet. I think about advice I've gotten, bad advice. It's funny, we just said the male dude just called. So one of the things I was thinking of was given to me by a, a mail carrier. Uh, and it was a line of bad advice that I would get from a few different people in my life that I look back and I'm just like, yeah, that's not, that's not great advice. Maybe it was good advice for somebody else, but it was bad advice for me, which a lot of the time advice would be like to be super, super, like, like super conservative about decisions. And I remember I was working at a store, uh, a sheet music store, and uh, the mail carrier, we were talking, and he was just giving me, he was just saying about just like, you get a job, and you go, and you stay, and then you get that pension, and then you start living your life. Like, because a lot of these mail carriers, they're just counting the days down until they get that pension. Yeah, you know, I, th- I think that kind of thinking really kind of confused me because it seemed like you 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 make the you make the safe play, and then that's the that's what you do. That's the one. Because it's also saying when you say that, it's also saying that you're you're saying life to, it starts doesn't start yet. Like, yeah, your life doesn't start now. It starts. Uh, a little bit later, like, yeah, this this he, this stretch is gonna suck for a long time, but you'll uh, there'll be better stuff later. Like, just just get that, get that, uh, get that pension. But then what that teaches, what that made me do is just be weirdly tight with decisions and made me just worry about stuff. I was already uh, operating from such a deficit in, in a lot of ways in terms of just coming up from certain Coming up certain ways and having certain responsibilities and being very kind of cautious about things and feeling like you got to take care of the now. Yeah, and uh, I ended up, the fit for me was just, for better or worse, to just be doing what I want to do and just out there doing stuff and uh, sink or swim. You end up where you end up, but you're trying stuff. And you can get to do the things you want to do. That's the trade-off. And that turned out to be a better fit for me. You know what I mean, Mike? Yeah. Yeah, that was a very... Uh, very non-committal, yeah. Because I'm, I'm just out... I'm, like, I'm just making stuff. You know what I mean? I'm trying to get things going with... the. Uh, 
writing and doing this and doing that. And I think I have to have a certain amount of, of, uh, latitude to do that. Does that make sense? So, yeah. All right. Mike, me and Mike are not on the same page with this tonight. You know, the other bad advice, this is like sneaky advice. And the only reason I'm going to tell this is because it'll, it'll make me, it'll just make it so I can't do with, it's like when a year or so ago I got in a, uh, leaving the show, I got into a, a car accident and I hit a deer. And I'm telling you, the front of my car was caved in like an accordion, this thing. I folded forward. The car was one third less you know, a third of the car was completely folded upward like a, like a, uh, I had like a 45 degree angle. So, no, they wouldn't total, they wouldn't total the car though. No, it could get fixed. Really? You're going to rebuild the whole thing. You're going to still fix it? I don't want to drive that car. Like the money was so close to it being totaled, but they wouldn't total it. I'm like, please just total the thing. I don't want to drive something that's going to, well, there'll be a guarantee on it. Really? Is a guarantee? I'm driving a thing that I saw get folded in, 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 folded up like a, like a, uh, like a, like I'm, I'm playing, uh, football, like one of those, uh, those, uh, football games in the cafeteria. That might not, that might be one that only makes sense to me. That, you know, that football thing you do, you fold a notebook, piece of notebook paper up. Yeah. That's what my car looked like. So they would, they wouldn't do it. And then I go to this body shop. They're like, all right, the body shop's got your car now. And then I'm just like, all right, I guess I'm not, you're not going to total it. I guess I, I'm going to take some settlement on it. That's just like, cause I'm not driving this thing. I, I, and this bum at the body shop, this bum. He's like, yeah, you got to get your car out of here. If you're going to, you know, if you're going to, uh, whatever, whatever he was saying, he's like, you know, or he's like, or we'll, we'll take it off your hands. And at this point I had been fighting with the insurance company for a month. I'm like, so what, what do I get for it? Cause I was told I could get a certain amount for the car with the parts and stuff. And the guy just starts laughing. <laughs> He was like, yeah, I'll give you a hundred bucks cash. That's the best you're going to get. Trust me. I'm telling you, take it. And he's just like, yeah, you got to make the decision now. So I'm just like, you know what? Screw it. I don't want to see this car ever again. Yeah, it's like totally ripped me off. This guy puts, put the pressure, just that kind of like, I'm telling you how it's going to work. And I talked to the insurance company a week later. Like, yeah, that, that that's not true. I lied to you. Like his advice was, it was just not true. And you know why I'm telling this? Cause I just, it takes it off the table now. Every once in a while, you get in the middle of the night, I'm just like, man, I'd love to just throw a brick through the window of that, that body shop. Even the score a little bit. But that's not how I roll. That's not what I do. I'm not a bad guy. I'm a good guy. 
I'll take my hit on that. Yeah, I lost. I got I got uh, finagled and bamboozled. Guy pulled a fast one on me. No, I'm not. The, no, no points. I'll, you're 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 suspended from the show for six months if you throw a brick through the window. What do you think? What what, what am I? Uh, what is this, John Wick? I'm looking to hire people to do stuff. No. Dude, you want to go throw a brick through the window? I don't know. I don't know if I trust this crew now. Don't know if I trust Pat. I think I trust between Mike or Duty. I don't know. It's like a two-way tie for last. Not sure which is worse. Mike would Mike would just tell me right to my face, like, "Yes, yeah, I, I took your stuff. Yeah, I took it. I wanted it. I took it." And Duty would be like, "I don't know. Well, I don't know where your wallet went." Like with the two, if I was like, "Hey, I can't find my wallet," Mike would be like, "Yeah, I took it. I took the money in it. Where's my wallet? Well, I threw it in the garbage." Duty be like, "Oh man, let's look for it. It's got to be around here somewhere." <laughs> Which is worse? <laughs> Which one's worse? To spend three hours turning the place upside down looking for a wallet that Duty has gotten in the trunk of his car. Gee, it's got to be around here. Where's the last place you saw it? Versus, yeah, I wanted the money in it. It's mine now. Yeah, so the re- look, I'm not going to throw no brick through nothing. But that guy, just he just took advantage. He just lied right to my face. He's like, just take the deal. I'm telling you, it's the best deal you're going to get for the car. He knew I was exhausted at that point. You know, that comes back. That comes back to you, buddy. You'll get yours at some point. The fates will take care of this matter. The fates will take care of this. I ain't got to worry nothing about that. I'll let the fates handle that. Best show, hi. Hey, Tom, it's Chris from Keyboard, New Jersey. Chris from Keyboard, New Jersey. What's up? Uh, I have an album for the topic. What do you got, Chris? I, um, people, uh, I, I work in kind of like a dude, uh, a, a, a dude, uh, prevalent field. Dude ranch. And, uh, I, I've been a barber for like 20 years and I decided to get married 10 years ago and a lot of dudes were like, don't get married, don't get married. And I thought that was like pretty obnoxious and people still do it to customers today, like, the young guy in the barbershop getting a haircut for his, uh, for his wedding and everybody's like, don't get married, don't get married, it sucks. I think that's pretty bad advice and pretty obnoxious. Yeah, that to me is always so, when these guys are just like, yeah, you gotta get married, like, like, yeah, join the club, I'm miserable. It's like, uh, yeah. yeah, that's on you. Exactly. It's like, I'm sorry you're unhappy, but don't like drag some 19 year old kid into it. Yeah, but also that thing where they just put this stuff where it's just like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's terrible, and it's just, it's like, maybe you're terrible. Yeah. <laughs> right? I, I, I agree. Yeah, where you're just like, yeah, that thing where it's like, yeah, they, 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 they're attributing everything to like, whatever group it is that you're in, 
It's like yeah. I, had a thing, I had a thing where this one guy, I'm not going to name names, this one guy went off on me and he was drunk and he's calling me every name in the book. I was as sober as a judge and he's was bombed and he starts screaming at me, making no sense. And I was just like, what are you, do, what are you, why are you yelling at me? What are you, do, what's going on here? And then, um, and then, then it was like, um, it was, they did like, they, 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 you know, they, we tried to talk, so we tried to sort it out a couple of days later. The guy's like, hey, I can't help it. I'm Sicilian. I got, it's like. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. No, it's not what it is. You, you, like, don't dump that on whatever your heritage is or anything. It's like, no, yeah, you're, like, you were, sorry. yeah, you were rude. And that's that. <laughs> not like suddenly the spirit of your forefathers in, inhabited your brain. You had no control over it. Uh, control yeah, yourself. Terrible. I can't help it. Uh, you know me. I'm Sicilian. I can't. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, what a cheap cop out. No, you yeah. were rude. I'm not going to besmirch all the, 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 the Sicilian people or whoever. It's shameful. Shameful. Thank yeah, you, my friend. Pretty bad. Thank you. Yeah, that was a good one. Best show, hi. Hey, Tom. Uh, this is Stephen from West Virginia. Stephen from West Virginia. What's going on in on West Virginia tonight? Uh, not much. Uh, everything's pretty snowed. Uh, closed down because of snow. Um, How much snow are we talking? How much snow are we talking about out there in West oh, Virginia? Uh, like uh, not as much as a foot, but uh, there's a lot of back roads in West Virginia. Sure. So the plows don't really go out there, and mm-hmm. if they, uh, a lot of people live out there. Sure. And uh, you know, if they can't go to school, then none of us can. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> yeah. Now, what about like the moonshine? How's that going to get delivered? Uh, the moonshine? Yeah. Um, well, uh, that's that's what led to like uh, Chuck Yeager, who's still alive, by the way. Chuck Yeager's still alive. Um, those kinds of people. I, I guess if you, they're gonna those kinds of people. Oh, people, you mean yeah. astronauts? Hey, I, yeah, I can I can say that. I'm from West Virginia. Yeah. No, I'm talking about astronauts. I'm no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Look, you don't have moonshine out there. That's a that's not true. What? Uh, well, I, actually, since I was snowed in today, I I had some moonshine. You did? Yeah. No, no kidding. <laughs> Who made it? Who where'd you where'd you get it from? Um, my uncle Rick. My uncle Rick made it. <laughs> Your uncle Rick made the moonshine. Yeah. And is it good? Is like blueberries in it or something? Um, it was it was decent. It was it was kind of like Everclear a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pink. I don't know what kind of it was fruity-ish, but I wasn't sure okay. what kind of berry it was. All right. Well, look, you stay safe in your your snowbound house. So, what's going on? What do you got something for the topic? Uh, yeah. Um, I was going to talk about. Bad advice. I think some of the worst advice that I ever got was, you can do anything you want. You know, oh, you're so smart, you can do anything. Yeah, there's a yeah. good version and a bad version of that. Um, you don't want somebody saying you can't do anything and making you not believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. But you want somebody to give you some, some parameters on. There should be some middle ground there that helps you be realistic about it from either side. 
Oh, oh yeah. I think it, people should just be like, hey, you're really good at this. You should get into, you know, mining. If you're good at mining, you should get into it. Sure. People should be more perceptive instead of like, oh, you know, put your mind to it. You can do anything. Now, are you using, like, U.S. currency there, or are you using some sort of, like, bucks that go from, like, the town? <laughs> there. Uh, we use U.S. currency. Okay. You know what I mean? Those things where the town just makes its own money, and you can only <laughs> buy stuff at the general store with the, like, you're in trouble <laughs> if you want to go somewhere else? Yeah. <laughs> uh, kind of. There's nothing like that. I, I always thought I know. I'm, te- I'm teasing you. If if the United States was a person, I yeah. think West Virginia would be the heart. Look, I'm not going to disagree with that. <laughs> I like you it know, out there. That's where Dudio's from. Dudio He's West and, Virginia, uh, born and bred. Oh, uh, He's moving week, back. I, um, I talked to you about Captain Beefheart, actually. That's right. Did you listen to that song? Uh, Zigzag Wonder, yeah. yeah, that's that is that was really good rock and roll. That is the standard. And did it that help? Like, uh, it wasn't. See, the first beef fight I ever, ever listened to was uh, Dachau Blues, and I was like, oh, I don't know, it's a little it was, intense. Like, you're, you're going to go to Trout Mask Replica? Of course, it's going to be confusing. It was, it was, but uh, Zigzag Wanderer, it was cool. Um, I, it feels like you know, you're kind of doing drugs even though you're not you're kind of just in a good headspace but it's rock mm-hmm. good that's what you want you want to feel good like about the, it but the past two shows that you brought up uh bill bruford he's one of my favorite drummers in the whole world yes so I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you've been talking about him my favorite thing about him is when he would wear that boston bruins jersey because uh, oh, it's the initials are bb for the for the hockey team the boston bruins <laughs> and uh, he would wear it because it's Bill Bruford. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is. He would wear like these overalls sometimes that just said B on them for the Bruins. <laughs> I liked uh, I liked him way better in King Crimson than Yes, even though he was on the best Yes, yes album. Yeah, no, he was, of course. That's where he did his thing. You could take, you put him on Lark's, Lark's Tongue's aspect. Lark's Tongue... In Aspic, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, you take that album. That's the best thing on that. Him on that with the playing with the, the percussion dude. Oh, yeah. You ever watch the videos of that? I've seen some, uh, like, drum techs that he does. Yeah, you should I'm not watch. A drummer. Go watch it. I just like the drums. Go search a King Crimson thing. There's, like, a thing from German TV in, like, 73 that's amazing. Was that, like, that whistling? That old whistle test? No, that's the. Not uh, that, no. No, that's thing. British. You want to watch, uh, there's a, a video from Germany of them playing for like a half hour. That's really great. Okay. Yeah, I'll check that out. All right, buddy. You look. Go easy on the moonshine. I'll talk to you soon. I will. Take it All easy, right. Tom. You too. You're the man. Night. So for people who are interested, you can listen to the Friends podcast, of course. Meet my friends of Friends. Episodes going up pretty much every day. They're short. They're like 10 to 15 minutes long tops. You can get on board. And, um, yeah, it's funny. It's really funny. I'm uh, very happy with it. 
and it's going to only get crazier. There's also uh, apmike.bandcamp.com. Mike needs the, the shirts sold. Help him out. Go buy some stuff from the guy. Go show him that you love him. And he's also got the, the $20. You still have the $20 headshot? Signed with a gold pen. That's his podcast Hall of Fame uh, signature on this headshot. APMike.bandcamp.com. I also did a podcast a few days ago, uh, the Film Comment Podcast. Very, very prestigious magazine, right, Mike? Well, apparently they're lowering their standards because guess who was on there talking about Anchorman 2? Me. I never felt so dumb. Look, I had a great time on it. They were all, everybody's very nice there. It was a great group of people and very interesting and uh, just, uh, I just realized so I do stuff. I'm just realized I'm kind of not very smart in certain ways when I do things like that. Look, look, I'm smart in other ways that that's not one of the ways I'm smart. I, I can't talk smart about nothing. So I'm on this thing talking about uh, 1941 and Anchorman 2. Right now, uh, the film comment, whoever the, it's, who started that magazine, Mike? Well, whoever did, they're rolling over in their grave. Hear that? Who's this buffoon? Yeah, I'm that buffoon. But it's a good, it's good. It came out today. Uh, um, it was a lot of fun to do and I appreciate them having me on. So check that out. Couple of weeks. I want to do a topic overheard dialogue, overheard conversations. I want you to listen for certain conversations you hear going on. And I want to hear your, you, you tell us what you heard. Like tonight I was eating, uh, in a restaurant and this guy was talking to this woman. It was like a young guy and probably in his, uh, mid twenties. This guy could not stop cursing. Like in a, re- like loudly in a restaurant, just in conversation. He was like, like, it was like nonstop this guy was cursing. He's like, uh, he was talking about like Spotify going public. He's just like, yeah, Spotify, yeah, it's gonna, gonna, they're gonna launch an F and IPO. <laughs> but they're doing it, they're doing it F and different than, uh, than everybody else. And they also got an S ton of money up there. And this is like, like loud. And then he just starts talking about like, yeah, Netflix. I mean, if you bought that effing stock, if you bought $5,000 of that effing stock when that started, you'd be so effing rich right now. And he's like, but then you think of it, it's like back when that started, it's like, I remember, he goes like, he goes like, well, I remember when people had DVD players, like, you're not talking about. 
people still have DVD players. I remember when people had DVD players. What do you think I'm talking about? The the wind up uh, Victroli. You put an Edison cylinder on it. I remember when he's like saying to this this young woman as if he is is tapping into something that she she can't relate to. Well, I remember when they had DVD players, and now people are like, "What the f is a DVD?" He's like, I remember my uncle. He went, he got the whole thing. He had the big effing screen. And I remember the first movie he played on that effing thing was The Matrix. It was like, this guy was cursing. I'm writing this stuff down like a, like a, like a maniac. I'm just basically like a stenographer. Just writing that. It's like, just, just hear yourself cursing sometimes. That's all I say. If you're in public, hear yourself cursing. And just try to, try to go a little easy on the cursing in a, in a restaurant. <laughs> what is that one? Ben hi. Yeah, hi, Tom. Yeah. Hey, uh, this is... I'm, this is uh, Brandon from Rock Island. Brandon from Rock Island. Illinois. Rock Island, Illinois. What's up, Brandon? Not much, man. How are you? Good. That's good. What can I do for you, Chief? Well, um, a couple weeks ago I was listening, and, and uh, I remember... You said if a Papa John's employee were to call in that AP Mike would get 150 points? A Papa John's employee? No. Yeah. I didn't think somebody, what, you uh, deliver pizza? Yes. Yeah, yeah I deliver not, and no. I manage. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about somebody who worked on a Papa John's commercial with Papa uh, John. I know, I never, I never did that. I'm not talking about, uh, you're, you're, uh, you're, uh, you're, uh, what are you, you're a pie jockey. I'm not talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> how, how long have you been doing it? Oh, uh, about two years. Two years. You ever meet anybody famous? You ever bring a pizza pie to somebody famous? No, no. Can't, can't say that I have. What's the biggest order you've had to deliver? Oh, probably like 16 pies. How many? 16. 16. Yeah. That's a lot of pizza. Yeah. Now, how would you rate Papa John's pizza uh, compared to other pizza places, like actual pizza places, not not a chain place? Oh, I'd rate it like... Out of a scale of 1 to 10, maybe a 3.5. Yeah, that sounds about right. Because you know, it's super doughy, right? It is. It is really super doughy. And, and the sauce, there's something about the sauce that gives me heartburn. Yeah, I, I think I might know what that is. It's the cheap ingredients. Oh. Yeah, it's because it's you're selling a pizza for 49 cents. At some point, at some point, something's got to give, and it might be the quality of the tomatoes in the sauce. Exactly. 
How much is a Papa John's pizza pie? Well, like if you want like a large topping, it's like large one topping. It's like sixteen ninety nine plus tax and delivery. Sixteen ninety nine. What are what are those deals that that guys always bragging about? You get they got like buy one get one free or whatnot. They always have something going on. I don't really pay attention. So they have buy one get one free. So it's like you get two pies for sixteen dollars. Yeah. Well, what's the biggest tip you ever got? Um, I've gotten quite a few ten dollars tips. Um, I think you think you've gotten quite a free a few ten dollars tips. No, I'm 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 pretty sure I've gotten quite a few ten dollars tips. I think one time I got a fifteen dollars tip. All right, that's that's pretty good. Why? Why is it that customers can't see the pizzas being made? Why is it? What's that about? What do you mean? When you go to the place, this is a question Mike wanted me to ask. You, 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 what, Mike? You can't see them being made. <laughs> they have the machines up, and you kind of can't see them actually handling the pizza. What's really? That, what's that about? What? Uh, are they fro- are at they the, frozen? The, are they frozen? The joints that I work. No, no, no. The joints that all that dough is fresh. All the dough's fresh. Hmm. Yeah. You hear that, Mike? <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's a weird bag. You sure it's Papa? You sure it's uh? Yeah. Maybe it's Papa John. Maybe there's no H in the John. It's just like something. It's like one of those things where you look twice. You realize, oh, this isn't a Papa John's. It's po- <laughs> Popa John's. <laughs> yeah. No, but I was calling in because I, uh, you actually, when I answer the phone for, uh, to take orders and stuff, um, you influenced me to start hanging up on customers made goodbyes. But. So I inspired you to do that. Yeah, yeah. So how, if we were to do it now, how would that go? If I'm like, yeah, hi, I'd like to order a pizza. Uh, what would you say? He hung up on me. Oh, my God. He got me. He got me. I was going to do a scene with this guy. This guy was ahead of me. I didn't think it that hard to be ahead of me with that one. I've only done it 8,000 times on the show. Mike, is Dudio out there? Okay. <laughs> Quiet. Yeah, Moody. Moodio. More like Moodio. Right? Or Tudio. Well, don't worry, Dudio. Mike's going on vacation soon. Mike's got a trip planned. Finally going on trial. Best show. Hey, guy. Oh, my goodness. You know what? No, I don't know what. It's curious. When the term bad advice comes up, it's usually attached to an automobile. (laughs) Yes. And that's that's what my story was, and you beat me to it. So tell me your story. First of all, 
It's BB from Las Vegas, our favorite. Hello, people. How are you feeling? Oh, I'm great. You doing good? Yeah, I'm a finely oiled machine, and you know it. I know. Look, I don't. I never doubt it. I just want to hear you say it. <laughs> boom, boom, straight to the top. So what? Yeah. So you have a story about bad advice in relation to automobiles. Yes, indeed. It was um, an old boyfriend who told me flat out. He's like, "Tracy, you don't take the car, I will." And it was a eight-cylinder automatic. Uh, 73 Nova Unibody with the most pristine pair, uh, set of glass belted radials you ever saw. Mm-hmm. And this thing was out of the box, completely unworthy of any kind of inspection sticker. Okay. It was about 45% rust. You know, given I, it was, I, I got it in Buffalo. Sure. So, yeah, yeah. So anything around the Great Lakes is going to come in that beautiful color of ferrous oxide yes yes a lot of a lot of oxidation going on indeed road salt. i got it road salt. i had to keep moving it from one side of the street till the other until the um uh title came in so i could junk it so okay so it came in yeah finally did and i remember taking it over to the the dump we went around like martin K- luther king circle and something came loose, and I remember looking in my rearview mirror and seeing the back end of the car just swinging. Uh-huh. Uh, it was just swinging with the breeze. It was beautiful. Yeah, but you're in the car at that point. Yeah. It's not yeah, supposed it to be a good doing thing that. At all. And, it, and the windshield wipers didn't work, uh, but it, made a, it, was a, it was a rod. You know, I had an MTV sticker on the back with a circle and a line through it. You, I was a real rebel. You hated MTV so much back then, BB. Yeah, you know what? I didn't even get it yet, so I didn't even have cable. And I was just, you know, I had a 13-inch black and white. I didn't care. Yeah, exactly. You're Yay. watching the you're watching the the, the late late show. Yeah, with the rabbit ears. Or night flight. Yeah, MTV. night flight. Yeah. What do you think, Jake Fogelness is on the line right now? Night uh, flight. Do you call back? That's Jake Fogelness. If we're playing Jake Fogelness bingo, you say oh, night yeah? flight. That's on the board. So, and what was the bad advice though? Where's the bad advice with that? Oh, my boyfriend told me, "Hey, if you don't buy it, I will." Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, and that was like he, he just yeah, it was a throwdown. Yeah. Right there. Now, when you wait for the title, what? Oh, what? How is it, you can't tell me, look, I'm not saying that you would do this, but up in Buffalo, you can't tell me that uh, plenty of people are just saying goodbye to cars, uh, that they just take a little swim, the cars. Yeah, that is there. my understanding. Right. I did have a friend, he tried to turn loose, I think it was a, a Plymouth, God, what was it, it was like a K car. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when Dodges and Plymouths were just horrible for like two years? He got one of those. And, yeah. And left it down a lake shore somewhere. Yeah. And yeah. he thought he cleaned it out real well, but mm-hmm. there was apparently a gas bill in the in the glove box, and they, they found him. They found him, yeah. 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 You don't take kindly to that sort of activity. Yeah. It's funny how people don't want you dumping cars into bodies of water. They don't, you know, but sometimes, like, you know, a situation arises, like the uh, aforementioned uh, having no title 
and just having to move this piece of crap from one side of the street to the other so it doesn't get a ticket. Yeah. What are you going to yeah. do, right? Well, I used to have to pry the carburetor open because it wouldn't start, and then this huge jet of flame shot out of it one yeah. day. You always know when you've got a car, and we've all been in this situation. Well, not all of us. There's some fancy uh, people out there who haven't. You know when well, you've you know when you've got that uh, when you got that that screwdriver in your glove compartment that is is there for a multitude of purposes, none of which are to, to have anything to do with screwing anything in. It has to do with it? popping That's something Samuel open. Samuel L. Jackson starting the Yugo in that Lethal Weapon movie. Was that it? With the was it Lethal Weapon? It wasn't. It was the third. Uh, you were talking about that. What was that? John McLean. Oh, Die Hard. Die Hard, thank you. I yeah. get my sequels all buffooed. Yeah. The, um, yeah, but the steak knife right in the, right in the assembly. And yeah, when you, when you know when you look at somebody's got like either, yeah, like either a, a butter knife. You've either got a butter knife or a screwdriver in, in like your glove compartment and you're just like, yeah, this, this is this might as well be the key to my car because it, <laughs> it it doesn't run without the key or this thing. Certainly not for carjackers. Yeah. Well, look, carjackers. I don't know. Is that still going on? I don't know about that. Uh, I wanted to also mention that I think we missed a golden opportunity to not being able to play the Saints for the uh, NFC Conference Championship. Is that it? So who's yeah. the who's the we here? The we is I'm, oh I'm sorry um the Eagles I'm sorry I did that I bandwagoned you that's right you're an Eagles uh you're an Eagles fan I've, I've been through that section of the country and it'd be nice to see them get something but then again who am I thinking about I you know the Vikings they haven't won it yet but they've broken my heart over my head so many times the heck with school just picture. Because the Eagles have that one guy, he's the quarterback, he won like a contest, right, that made him the quarterback now? <laughs> Carson Wentz, or he no, won the contest? No, the one guy, uh, what's his name? Nick, Nick Foles? Yeah, right? Didn't he win like a contest and they called him out of the stands? No, 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 I think you're getting him confused with the uh, place kicker. But they, No, no, he didn't. I don't know. They're gonna, what are they going to happen to them? I was just bummed because I was watching the Saints game and they've got these huge banners that say "Move Dem Chains." Yeah, and you know, not to be outdone by regional contractions, "Move Nem Chains." I think would be move, a good thing for the yeah. Eagles. Move Nem Chains would be move great. Move Nem Chains at an Eagles game. Move Nem yeah, Chains. Go to Eagles. Go Eagles. Yeah. Move them chains. So if you got the Eagles, are gonna who do the Eagles play? The uh, Vikings. They're going to play the Vikings. The Vikings this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Now anything can happen with that. Who knows? Anything, anything can happen. But but then you have the uh, the Patriots are playing. Uh, what is it? Who are they playing now? The Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville. Yeah. Now they're gonna like smear the the Jaguars, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Possibly, I know they look really good, but sometimes they just don't show up. But they're like evil, the Patriots, right? Um, the only, just uh, the only word that comes to mind is patrician. Not to be confused with Matt Patricia. 
I but I'm talking about the uh, dog who just sits on the on the bench by himself and doesn't seem to have any friends. Yeah, he, he seems that so guy. unhappy. Guy seems yeah, so unhappy. Bill Belichick. miserable. Can you imagine being that unhappy in life? Um, it's a choice. Yeah, it's a totally a choice where he's just like, the only thing he likes, you know he likes? He likes Bon Jovi. <laughs> imagine that. The only thing that brings joy to this guy is Bon jo- the music of Bon Jovi. Well, that says, that speaks volumes right there. Just picture him, like, listening to, like, uh, just got my hands on some uh, demos from Slippery When Wet. <laughs> and uh really pretty good version of uh, In and Out of Love. Uh, yeah, he seems so unhappy. Uh-huh. Wanted more dead than alive. Yeah. I tell yeah. you. Well, BB. I just wanted to chuck in with your fella. Of course, my friend. And I hope you keep you keep doing it. All right. I will if you do. All right. I'm, I'm not going anywhere. All right. It's a dilly. I'll talk to you later. Don't say Love dilly. Don't say dilly because then Mike will come in and do his Bud oh, Light. Oh, I did it. I said the D word. Mike, Mike does his Bud Light dilly dilly. He's... Oh, God. Oh, my God. I did it. Unleash the beast. Do you know those commercials? They make me ill. Yeah, they should. Mike's the only one who likes them. (laughs) Mike doesn't like, Mike doesn't like Game of Thrones, but he likes Dilly Dilly. Yeah, that's, um. mm. These commercials were these, these, the dimwits are all like in a medieval times theme thing, and they're all just like, and I brought some Bud Light for the Emperor, dilly dilly. And Mike's like, <laughs> Can I refill your Pepsi? He emailed me a thing. You literally wrote dilly dilly in the email. Mm-hmm. <laughs> dilly dilly pickle pickle. All right. Thank you, BB. Good night. Bye. Dilly dilly. Illy. It makes me illy illy. When Mike says dilly dilly I don't know what should we do here time to end it one more call best show hi hello Tom hello to whom am I speaking hi this is Johnny in Chicago Johnny what's going on Johnny well I am listening to the show thinking about some bad advice I've gotten in my life well let's hear it let's hear the bad advice well, this comes from my mother. Um, she's like very new, new agey and she means well, but, um, I don't know. Th- this is what she said. She said, if you ever find yourself <laughs> like stranded on an island and there's no food or water around you, just stand out in the sun, spread out your arms and <laughs> let it all soak in. Wait, hold on. Hold on a second. Start over on this. Well, she said just that, like, if you're stranded on an island, yeah, and you, you know you're out of food and water, yeah, right, just stand out there, take your shirt off, take off your clothes, and just spread your arms out and let the sun shine on you. What? I mean, maybe, maybe that's like a creative way to, you know, commit suicide or something. Yeah, I don't know. Like, but like, like you're trying to you're trying to wrap it up early. <laughs> get, get get sun poisoning. Yeah. You know, and I didn't, you know, 
That, that was years ago. I never really followed up. Maybe I should. Like, mm. you know. But, yeah, that, that was some terrible no, advice. No, that's the worst mother. advice. That's, I can't even imagine <laughs> worse advice than that. Well, maybe to drink, like, the seawater or something. But, you know. Yeah, but, that, that's, that would... but that's not even bad advice. That's just wrong advice. Like, that would just be like, well, no, that's <laughs> the opposite of what you should do. You don't drink seawater. Right. Okay, if I ever get um, stranded on an island, look out. Yeah, yeah, please don't do that. First thing I do, first thing I do, first thing I do, get stuck on an island. Yeah. I dig a pit, cover it with, <laughs> with uh, cover it with palm leaves. Yeah. Right? You, well, maybe write your own obituary. I would maybe write that first. I'll say this. What if, what if I'm stuck on the island and suddenly I see somebody on the island looks, uh, they start looking like a hot dog to me? What do I do then? <laughs> do I chase them? You'd have to. I think so. All right, buddy. You take care. You have a great night. I will. Final call, final call. Best show, hi. Oh, okay. Hey. Hey, am I on the air? You are. <laughs> Tom, sorry. This is uh, Adam in Chicago. Adam in Chicago. What's up, Adam? I was uh, wondering if, if you've read the Jan Winner bio. No, I haven't. I don't care. It's amazing. Uh, completely no talent. I mean, the whole the, the guy's whole life, absolutely no talent. Not. No, of course not. Every, everything works for him, but also with a very alternative view of the history of rock and roll. Um, no, he's, a, he's a, the, the rock version of history being written by the victors, is that guy. There's a whole thing about um, Hunter S. Thompson being um, kind of an unwitting pawn of the McGovern campaign um, and not realizing it. just kind of changes uh, your understanding of a lot of the assumed things. And rock and roll. Like, I don't want to read this Jan Wenner book. That guy's a snooze. What do I got to hear him do? Read a thing he's talking about uh, going to, with James Taylor and Martha's Vineyard? Got to read about that? Right? It, it's, uh, I mean, I've just, I was shocked at how uh, nothing uh, worthwhile about the guy comes out throughout the entire book. But it's very entertaining. Yeah. He can jump in a lake. So let me ask you this. You know, there's this Radiohead Lana Del Rey thing going on. Yeah. Well, whose side? Well, whose side are you on with that? You know, I listened to that Lana Del Rey song once, and I didn't really. Uh, I know everybody says that it's it's completely obvious that it's ripped off. I mean, I heard nothing, yeah. heard a tiny bit, and then I didn't think so. But who's better? Uh, uh, Radiohead. No, they're not. No, they're not better than her. Okay. She's better than Radiohead. Uh, when Radiohead's on in the car, my kid asks for Daniel Johnston. What's that? When when Radiohead's on in the car, my uh, kid asks for Daniel Johnston. Yeah. Well, look, I'm not telling you. It's Lana, Lana Del Rey. I, I, I listen to these albums. I got to say, I think she's kind of... Uh, Look, what do you, what would you do in this? I think she's kind of a, a super, I think she's maybe a genius actually with these albums and the way she's, she's kind of like, the, 
People can think I'm crazy or I'm trying to come up with a hot take. No, I'm not at all. But she, I, I would say you could put her up against for the four albums she's done. You, you could say, what's the difference between what she's doing and what Lou Reed was doing, documenting underbelly of things. And yeah, those albums are good. I haven't heard a lot of her, but. I haven't heard anything of hers that I don't like. Those albums are good. I'm telling you. And she, what, what would you do if you were me? She's playing in Newark on Friday. I can't go to that. You can't. That's the last thing I could go to by myself. <laughs> I can't go. Well, I'm going to go to that thing by myself. Yeah, you should probably bring AP Mike. What's that? Probably bring AP Mike. Oh, oh, that, yeah, that'll make it better. It'll just be me yep. and AP Mike at the Lana Del Rey show. No, that's not the point, Mike. Yeah, I can't do I can't do it. I wish I could go. So good. I think she's I, I, I can't do it. I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna creep. Right? Is it a is it a big venue? Yeah, it's a big venue. But what am I gonna be a creep creeping around the place? Yeah, Mike, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an arena filled with uh, young girls. Yeah, but it was, but it, 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 this is tilted a little towards young women at this thing. I'm going to be the one creep walking around. I don't know. I don't want to find, I don't want to be on the wrong end of it. I want to see it more than anything. go and be a creep everyone out right yeah i think you're gonna be a creep who let the who right who let the hunchback of notre dame into the show right that's what they're gonna say right yeah. who's the the phantom yeah, of the opera who's the phantom of the opera what's he doing here right 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 I also have a little organ with me. But she's like, she's, 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 I don't know. I'm telling you. I think she's right on the edge of genius with what she's doing. Those albums are unbelievable. And now she's kind of in, if, if you're try if you were tri- comparing her to Lou Reed, She's had, she's doing, uh, right now she's doing the, the, the album, you know, the album, The Glory of Love. Remember when Lou Reed sang the thing about playing with the football coach? Nope. No, you don't? Don't. Right, well, he, he had this one album where he was saying he wanted to play football for the coach. You know what I'm talking about, Mike, right? Coney Island Baby, that's right, that's where we are. Right now. That's where she's at. What was that song called again? Crazy Feeling? No. It's Coney Island Baby. Yeah. All right, buddy. All right. Thanks for the call. You have a great night. You know, man, when I was a young man in high school, you believe it or not, I wanted to play football for the coach. 
And all those older guys, they said that he was mean and cruel, but you know, I want to play football for the coach. They said I was a little too lightweight to play linebacker, so I'm playing right in. I want to play football for the coach. You know someday, man, you gotta stand straight The best Right? Then you're gonna die Some point I will get to do the Lou Reed Discography show I gotta figure that out I, I gotta do I gotta block time out for that And start scheduling guests I mapped out the, the mechanics of it Cause I wanna start doing more Patreon exclusive stuff So we'll get that going at some point yeah, so that's like where that's where Lou Reed was at with Coney Island Baby. But then you're like, this is like the best song ever. Look, at you kids with your vintage music coming through satellites while cruising. You're part of the past, but now you're the future. Signals crossing can get confusing 